Does the Black Moon howl? Only for those with an unwavering desire to hear the truth. Access granted. You have been selected for an opportunity. An orientation as a trusted associate, if you will, into the secured, contained, and protected files of the Foundation. SCP Unredacted distributes new files for review, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, on secure channels on YouTube, Spotify, and scp-unredacted.captivate.fm. Hey there, SCP fans. My name is Grigori Karpin, and this is Simply Creative People, the show about SCP creatives, be they authors, artists, or off-site content creators like YouTube and TikTok. We're focused on bridging the gap between various fans and serving as an introduction to different concepts and stories on the wiki. So, many welcomes to all, and let's get started. Hello! Welcome back to Simply Creative People. This is episode 29, which is the working title of the Great 001 discussion, but we might think of something funnier along the way. <laughs> my name is Grigori Carpin, author on the wiki, and joined by my lovely co-host, as always. Codename Harry Blank. And returning for the third time, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, Plague PJP, our, Plague our PJP. favorite guest. Wow. That's a high honor from you guys. Well, it's just by default because you've been on the most times. <laughs> <laughs> Numerically, mathematically speaking. <laughs> That's right. Objectively speaking. Uh, so, yeah, we, you know, we, we kind of were talking about a reason to get you back on and, uh, you had been working on your 001 plague, and uh, Harry's done an 001, so we thought, why don't we get together and talk about some of our favorites? And we're also going to talk about both of yours. Right, yeah. perfect. So we've got, I think, like eight uh, of these, and these, you know, if if the audience doesn't know, 001 proposals can get very dense and very long, so we're not going to do deep dives on most of them. We're going to be selling the concept, uh, the setup, and then kind of why we think it makes a good 001. You know, and anything that an author decides to label an 001 is an 001. And we're going to go over what the hell that means in a second. What um, an audacious statement. Right. Can you imagine how many people are shaking their heads right now? Well, too bad. Uh, but, yeah, welcome. you know, I mean, why we think these are good examples. And not, and not just our favorites, although that is how we set them up. Um, and then, you know, there are so many, we're probably going to come back in like a month or two and do another episode like this. Yeah, I intentionally left out a few of my favorites because there's Same people here. I want to talk to about them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, so let's, but because you both have done one of these 001 proposals, mm. I thought for Creative Corner, we could kind of go into, for yourselves, I'm not going to have that much to add, um, you know, how you went about writing it. As opposed to a normal article. Or, you know, was it just the same as, as ever? I yeah. See. You want to go first, Plague, since yours was yeah. more recent and is still uh, still has the chance to go up higher? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think I kind of went into this with knowing it was going to be a 001 proposal. I've been planning to have one within this year. I know it was something I wanted to accomplish. But going into writing it, I think the only thing I really did differently from what I do normally, which is a real stream of consciousness style of writing, is I had a bit more planning in place where I needed to give a character arc, I needed to have a separate story arc to get where I wanted the story to go. And that's really hard to do with just stream of consciousness. Some people are good at it, some people aren't, I happen to be the latter. 
<laughs> so I need to structure myself. And like I said, I don't normally do that. So that's maybe the only difference. But I think this is like a little esoteric kind of pitfall people fall into. Making something with the intentions of it being special could dump <laughs> and ruin it. If you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, I know people go into like K-Cons with like intentions of making something special and sometimes they're not hitting the mark because it's not really them or they're trying to do something that isn't normally something they've written so i wanted this to be a comedy article because that's what i write on the wiki 90 percent of the time and this is a one of the only comedy zero zero ones because of that mm -hmm. but there's been another one recently we also we've actually uh, got one of the only other ones yep. yeah <laughs> Yeah. Some of them are comedies because they're so bad. Oh, hot take. Uh, <laughs> not the ones we're going to talk about today. This is uh, a terrible thing to say on, on the uh, occasion of Clef's retirement from adminship. Okay. <laughs> wow. Hey, I like a lot. We've talked a lot. You said of some of them are terrible. There's no way you didn't mean Gate Guardian. <laughs> that one is not good, certainly. Um, <laughs> I, I will say that we have talked up. First Clef. thing I ever read. Yeah, me too. Well, no, that's not true. But it was, it was, it was, it was soon. Um, I'm sentimentally fond of it, but it's we, not a very good article in retrospect. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, I'm sentimentally fond of anything that deals with the Garden of Eden. Actually, um, I think it's a very interesting concept. It's why I've never lost my love of uh, Vampire the Masquerade. <laughs> but um, you know, uh, we've talked a lot of supportive, you know, in appreciation for Clef's writing. Um, I, but we have also not been uh, equivocal about the fact that we don't like all of it. And I don't, I don't, I really do not like his O1, but I like a lot of his other stuff. So, well, this is, this is the number two author on the wiki. He's got a ton of stuff. It's not yeah. all going to hit for mm -hmm. everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, also, I think he just grew as a writer. Uh, oh, he and, absolutely did. Yeah. His later stuff is just miles above his earlier stuff. Yeah, he's got such incredible character work in his later stuff that just, you know, wasn't as much there because he was younger and not as experienced. We have all been there. And that's all we're going to say about Gate Guardian, even though we didn't say anything about it at all. Yep. Um, but Harry, what about you? What, what what did you, you know, I know you are, you're actually have been in planning for like a, a long time to do another O one, but in the O one you did with <laughs> Ip, what did you find different as opposed to one of your other uh, what was that plague what what did you say i didn't say anything really really there's a ghost oh, in the machine <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right he's just gonna be muttering in the background to himself and denying it okay sabotage that's my job i'm the saboteur go my bad <laughs> no it's all good it's all bad it's all good it's all good Oh god, you've got speakers on, haven't you? I just heard my own voice reflected back. Oh yeah, do you not have headphones in, Plague? <laughs> well, look at those those ears that Thog has. He just can't fit headphones <laughs> on them. There's reverb now. I didn't hear it now, so I think we're probably all right. Yeah. Okay. It's fine. weird. It's all good. Okay. We just need more technical difficulties to Stop make things procrastinating. Uh, double O. Oh, shut up. If I don't, if I want to take up my entire space of time talking about gibberish, I will. Uh, so yeah, I was glad to be reminded that Plague started out writing this article as a 001 because uh, it provides a good contrast to uh, the Pikmin Blank proposal, which did not start out as a 001 at all. It got the idea to write something about um, 
why the foundation's front companies all have the initialism SCP, even though oh, that would be a security nightmare from mm -hmm. Dirk, who essentially bequeathed that idea to Ip. And Ip was rolling around in his head for a while, I suppose, and uh, thought about how in the canon that everyone here and also Ip and Placeholder and multiple other people were involved in and creating uh, on guard four three had a lot of stuff about memetics and um ways in which words and images can alter people's minds and their cognitive processes and the way things work and decided maybe we could write something in on guard four three about um why there's a memetic reason why the scp foundation does that um and <laughs> so that's what it was i thought i heard you talking but it was actually i heard me talking reflected from you that was interesting yeah like if you <laughs> have headphones i think you should probably use them <laughs> last time they weren't very loud i'm assuming you're I'm, I'm assuming that you are um you're not on push to talk and the voice activation is being set off by your speakers yeah which is fine it's always good to have a bit of chaos um <laughs> although i i usually prefer to be the one instigating it i i turnabout's fair play <laughs> um but it wasn't going to be a 001 proposal it was going to be an article and uh every once in a while it would throw out suggestions for which numbers might be best and just everybody who writes an article likes to do a bit of numerology and pick one that means something or one that's entertaining or one that somebody else wants that you want to steal from them just to poke them in the nose and eventually i just i just it got so big and so detailed and so complicated and so fancy and there were so many images and there was so much stuff and it was so diving into the background of the foundation and all that that we went well we didn't go i went do you want to just make it a double one proposal and he kind of was taken aback and then went yeah i'll have a third one <laughs> yeah <laughs> so then we put extra effort into it because we knew it was going to be that um and it, it in have not ended up that way it it absolutely was a double one and it couldn't have been anything else yeah i you know i something i'm gonna bring up a lot because for each of these articles we're gonna talk about at some point uh why we think this makes a good oh one um and we're gonna explain what an oh one is in just a second i promise um and one of the things that i hit on for not all of these but many of them is that it is historically important to the concept of the foundation uh in universe but then also reframes a lot of things that we see on the wiki yes. out of universe that writers have done over and over again tropes or little details like the scp initialism um and this one did that perfectly you know because i hadn't ever seen a very good i i'm not sure that somebody else hadn't written a reason there's you know thirty thousand things on the wiki but um this was yeah, i think there's the maybe explain. i've seen like one exp one explanation okay. elsewhere but yeah why would they do that that just advertises that it's scp well this a, is why a couple of episodes ago we talked about uh prometheus labs buying up or amazon buying up graveyards near uh scp sites and we made a joke about how they would use the initial scp in the names of the graveyards and if you didn't know that's what we were talking about because right. any foundation front company which we utilize a lot in the fiction is scp i have actually never done it because i find it so fucking cheesy but i always laugh i always think it's fun when somebody thinks of a new scp and it, you know it's why we named this podcast what it's named yes yes uh, 
so uh, why don't we let's talk about what an L01 is? Okay, so just some basic history. If the listeners are not aware, so typically, not typically, in every other case, there is a numerical entry on the main list for SCPs. One article goes in there, um, unless you know, in cases where it's like iterations and you click a button, it becomes a new article. But the point is, is it's one article, one story, one project that goes in each slot. Um, at least. You know, apocryphally, I don't know how true this is, but early on, it was kind of like uh, the first, in you know, way back when Series 1 was being ran, the first was kind of left blank for a long period. Uh, and eventually it became this idea of people proposing what the 001 would be. And it became part of the site, um, like mythology, that no one knows exactly what the 001, the first or the first numerically uh, recognized anomaly that the foundation has found is. And all of the ones that we see on the list, when you click on SCP-001, you get this screen that tells you, you know, you can't go any further. And if you look, you're going to get, you know, a memetic kill hazard or whatever it is. And then a picture, as somebody in the comments put it, grandma's wallpaper pops up in front of you. And that's, that's the memetic kill agent. And then you scroll down a significant portion. It looks like a blank page for a while. Um, it actually tricked me when I first joined that. I didn't know too. where to find it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> me too. And and you scroll down eventually, and there are something like uh, 30 of them now, 28, something like that. Quite a uh, few. Yeah, and it, it has become this thing. It's not necessarily what I'm going to suggest right now, but a lot of people think that this is sort of like the great culmination of someone's writing uh quote unquote career on the wiki this is right. their their big project if it's not you know uh, an x you know zero 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 or um you know setting up a cannon or something like that uh this is one of those milestones um most of the big authors that we know that you know from the past and from the current you know from the present uh at some point either want to or have you know accomplished writing an 001 and the idea is that there's all these different versions of it and they are they tend to be fairly large in scope if not always long in terms of content although a lot of them are um they are big projects they are interesting and like often you know kind of reframe the idea of the wiki entirely or the world of the scp they sometimes are concerned or interested in setting up what is the origin of the foundation or you know some major aspect of the foundation like harry's is um plagues actually does a really fun job of it looks of, like there's actually more like 45 of them oh wow okay yeah, uh, i'm just counting uh, <laughs> plagues does a really there. fun job of like not it's not directly addressed but it feels like this interesting idea of the process by which we decide whether or not an article could or could not be an 001 um at yeah, and that's the, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I'll and, go. I'll go into a lot of depth. When we talk yeah, about it. and we'll do it. But I'm very so, much looking forward to that. So that's just some context. So oh ones are these big articles. They are milestone articles. They're often really well written. Even the ones I don't like, uh, I have a lot of respect for. Um, and even the ones that aren't well written often have really good concepts. Yes. Yeah. And they're and they're you know they're not always epic in scope, but oftentimes. They are, and uh, even the ones that aren't epic have like some, you know, a certain panache. They, there are more than they are the articles that almost everyone is pretty familiar with, uh, which is interesting because most of the time it's hard to remember what a number of an article is. But in these cases, yeah, but the, we all know they all have the same number, yeah, and, and they're all memorable, <laughs> and they all have like 
You know, they're almost always Roundhouse's proposal or Plague PJP's proposal or the Itman Blank, you know, uh, proposal, uh, Pikmin Blank. Um, yeah. And the, then a uh, title. The, the, it, that's the other weird thing about them, too. It's a curiosity of the old formatting that they all have more than one name because on the uh, the 001 page, they all say code name, Pikmin Blank. Um, mm-hmm. Oh my god, story of your life. Uh, and then when you open the article and check it up on Chrom or the, the bots or whatever, it's called uh, um, Pikmin's Proposal. It's <laughs> one Pikmin's Proposal. They've all got two names, even though yeah. it's it's a I, bit of a mess because it's one of the oldest pages on the wiki. But then most of us don't typically resp- uh, refer to them that way. We refer to them by their titles, um, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yes, that's true. That's um, also true. Except for the ones where people, have, you know, I, I typically don't say God's blind spot. I say Spike Brennan's proposal. I don't know why, but in that case, I do. And even though that's not one of these, the old ones are very, very, very frequently just referred to by who they are. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know a lot of people who talk about the prototype. It's Gears proposal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And of course, there's a few people who have more than one. Uh, Cactus has, I believe, four. I think Ip and Locke both have three. I think Jack Ike probably has three as well. Um, a few people have two. Locke has Rounder, three? Rounder House, Rounder House has three. I thought Locke did a third one, but I'm not sure. Locke or was at least working on sure. one. So it's still two? Yeah. Uh, wow, spoilers. And Rounder House has, and Rounder House has three. So it be four. Yeah. Soon to be four. Well, not soon, hopefully. Then, yeah, no, no. Uh, the much sooner, much later, five. Oh, God. <laughs> Which is, you know, I mean, that's and just a, have... a creation of the wiki and the fact that we now have over 7,000 mainless articles. Who knows how many tales, you know, 10,000 probably. Yep. Um, and it's just going to expand, you know, exponentially. But there's still a pretty, you know, uh, tactile number. Like, you know, it's 45 as opposed to the 12 when I first discovered the wiki or whatever. But, you know, they're still very, like you said, memorable. And they, they tend to stand out. Um so that's yeah, like there's tons of canons that I can't remember from day to day, um, but I've never heard someone mention a 001 that I hadn't heard of, at least. <laughs> yeah, there are still a few I think I haven't read. Um, there's a few I haven't read, too. Yeah, yeah. But most of them I've read. Uh, most of them I've read. And, and like I think it's pretty common early on for someone to try and tackle reading them all. I did that back in 2015. <laughs> and then I've tried to go words. back and <laughs> fill in the blanks, but it's, you know, the page reorders itself all the time so like it's like well which one is you know which one did i read yeah. again anyway uh okay so that's what an 001 is uh it is it within the wiki authorship and the fandom it is a big fucking deal <laughs> uh so super high scrutiny compared yeah. to regular articles yeah they get a lot of attention way good, easier to get one needed. uh yeah uh, i've seen many a seasoned author fail in my one and a half years here and I'd also like to say how, like, the 001 concept is one of the, like, smartest concepts I'd say the wiki came up with. Mm-hmm. Both, like, an in-universe perspective and a out-of-universe writing perspective. Because someone like like us, where we joined um, pretty midway through late into the, what I'd call the lifespan of what we have here. Or, like, where the peaks really were. Um, in 2020 and 2021 where like imagine we came in and like these all these older slots were like impossible to get you know you never have the chance getting a series one and all somebody in 2008 already filled in the zero zero one slot like hey that's a special slot like mm-hmm. we get our chances at the thousands every time a series opens mm-hmm. every so often an article gets deleted but like i think having that zero zero one slot open making it into something special is 
something that keeps a lot of people going here being like hey i would like to reach this level yeah right able to write for that and that was something that kept me going right interesting that you can do anybody can do not everybody can um like the the other fancy slots there are the thousands and there's seven of them which is bullshit like you, you yeah. can't have one of those yeah it, you can have a double O one. All you have to do is write something good, and it's it's uh, it is a great thing that everybody can have, and it's the, the easiest way to get three uh, th a three number uh, three digit number. <laughs> yeah, it's and, not and, easy. And, and everyone, you know, at least most of the authors, whether they're just starting out or more established and have not done one yet, think about how they're going to eventually do one yeah uh, what's interesting is even gregory no <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> no he says I, he isn't going to and every yeah. time he said i'm going to he then goes and if i did do one yeah well i do have <laughs> like the basic idea for what the anomaly would be i just don't have a narrative i don't have anything yeah. interesting to say about it maybe it'll come to me but it's not a goal like I don't, it, it'll be something like with the frontispiece with yours that it'll be something that I write that gets, yeah. you know, to the point where I feel like the scope is well. Actually, this fits. Uh, yeah, I, I probably will never. That's set a better out. way. I will never set out to to do one just because I, I tend to write everything stream of consciousness. Um, <laughs> I do. Yeah, you just have to get more structured the way plague is. Well, that's what's so funny is that we have talked <laughs> about the fact that I do do structure, but it's very loose. Uh, you know, I, I, I'll do Loose big dude, plot, yeah. big plot points and that's it. Um, but the idea of creating something like multifaceted the way that many of these articles are, um, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, like I tripped into doing the Deva hub, you know, like I just didn't, yeah. like I, it wasn't, I didn't plan to do it. I just was like, oh, why isn't there one? I'm going to do it. <laughs> so I, I have a hard time planning these things out in those ways. Anyway. All mm -hmm. right. Uh, so yeah, so we're going to talk about, I think, eight of them. Uh, in the first one, which Plague, you picked this one, uh, and it's a good one, uh, Rounderhouse's proposal, the first one he did, I think, uh, Memento, Memento Mori. Memento yeah. Mori, yeah. So I'm going to do a little bit of a basic setup of what it is, and then we'll kind of break it down, like why it's important to us. Uh, so this is a setup for the collection of like 13 anomalous areas within the infamous, at least within the universe, Site 01. Um, it's kind of a mythical HQ for the O5 Council, depending on your headcanon. It comes up a lot. It comes up a lot in um, 001s. Uh, mm -hmm. And it comes up in a two lot. two of the ones today. <laughs> uh, said no more, uh, because it also comes up with what? Uh, oh, shit. And Kirby's as well. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, and it, and it frequently features in uh, like more so than site 19 or site 17 which are these famous sites that everyone was at least early on placing their anomalies at this is more of like a special site you know some people say oh well that's where the o5s are that's where the o1s are or that's where they don't have any anomalies it's their headquarters you know it's this super secret thing uh and this one is one where there are these 13 anomalous areas uh within the site um and they kind of represent previous overseers um, and Rounderhouse used this premise to then kind of create a love letter to famous characters, uh, oftentimes author avatars, though not always, um, that were like, you know, Dr. Gears and Dr. Clef and, and, uh, and tr I think Troy Lament has one. And there are other ones that are like less well known to the modern audience, but this was very much a, this is where we came from. Uh, sort of thing. Uh, each of these areas is dedicated to a famous SCP character having passed away, 
they're like uh previously being one of the O5 council which if you remember the O5 council is the semi-mythical board of directors of the SDP universe who you know maybe are immortal maybe they're you know but either way they're like the illuminati um and there's a line in there early on that saying it became customary for new overseers to make their own additions to the mansion because this is a rural mansion in Virginia from the 18th century, of course. It became customary for new overseers to make their own additions to the mansions as they were inducted, modifying and changing rooms to suit their needs, often with anomalous effects. Um, and I kind of wrote down, and I think I already said this, this is kind of a love letter to the history of the site in a very different way than what 6500 was. Um, mm. And there are a lot of 001s that do this really interesting thing that are like looking back uh, while modernizing and, and adding some commentary. This one's one of the, uh, I wasn't, I was going to say simpler, but that's not right. Um, streamlined. It's got this very like uh, streamlined idea of like, here's this concept for this character. And here's this anomalous space that kind of represents what I think the character is. What I, I being Randy house in this case, Blake, what, what did, what, why does this one stand out for you? Because I crit it. <laughs> um, so for me, I. I, I was think we all did. Crit it. I, I was uh, sorry. <laughs> I think you went to like thirty people. <laughs> sorry, Rounder. I was I was a little harsh on it. Sorry. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, I I this is my second favorite proposal. My first is Tuftos, but if I would be more, I didn't bring it because I'd be mad that I won't have the entire episode to talk about it. Yeah, that one's dense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but this we'll do that in works. episode four of the uh, the OL one series. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you know, the... here here's an idea. I'm sorry to cut you. Off. You know, next time oh, you're good. we could take, you know, an episode and just literally talk yeah. about three of them that we just want to do deep do dives on. You know, because because I could never do Kalanin's justice without having 45 minutes to talk about it. I think. Ever read that one? It's a I lot. Intention of reading that. Yeah, one. I know it is. It's fucking great. <laughs> but anyway. I know Dune doesn't like it, and he's like the biggest Cullen in Stan, which like scared me into not reading it for a while. Uh, People have very I mean, strong opinions of it, but I yeah, I know it's very mad. love it. Uh, and uh, yeah, anyway, okay, so uh, this is your second favorite. Sorry, I cut you off. Definitely my second favorite. Um, it just works on so many levels mm -hmm. from a presentation standpoint. The the this wasn't the original theme. If you go look on that page, it's a new theme yeah. for it. But it's a good theme. But ignoring that part. The immediate, like, sh like first thing you're presented with is that this 001 file is available for everyone to see, and they want you to read it, which is an entire <laughs> diversion of what you think of when you think of 001 for example. Literally, to go and look at that file in universe, you have to look at a, uh, at a, what's, what, what's the thing? A medical agent. Kill yeah. agent. <laughs> yeah. So, you have this switcher, immediate great hook, and just the... The history that that round their house was able to like go into this story in a very like very slow very tense manner that it's not really the focus because you're on this like mellow melancholy journey through this house and just you start building up this war that everybody went through how it led to the foundation being set up you have the origins of the foundation but at the end of the day it's about a group of characters and giving them that love letter yes but i also read this as like a goodbye letter because mm -hmm. totally there is. are new characters absolutely being used i would say not to be like braggadocious but my author avatar is being used harry's canon is being used everywhere around their house has his set of characters 
Alistair has his set of characters, and I'd say more often I'm seeing those characters being used nowadays than I am seeing Tilda Moose or an Alto Clef. Uh, this serves as like that stepping stone from the old generation to the new. <laughs> no, oh, it's totally doing that. They they all die. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's not a spoiler. That's right there. At, yeah, it's a memorial. I mean, it, it, that's what it's called. It's Memento Mori, which, you know, I don't remember the exact translation, but the idea Remember is, that you will die. Yeah. Um, it, it, it reads, and this is not an insult, but it reads like uh, a display at a museum about the history of the foundation, you know? Yeah. Um, like, uh, like definitely. Each, each definitely. one of these tabs that's describing one of these rooms could be imagined as like a placard, uh, you know, in front of one of these rooms uh, that visitors could read up on, you know, the origins of why they're here and what they're to be remembered for. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're yeah. right. It is like a burying of the past, uh, which I like. I liked a lot. Like, I remember when Rando House had me uh, read it, I was like, it's a little too, you know, kind of sunk into the old stuff. He's like, yeah, but that's the point because I want to say goodbye. I want, I, I mean, he t literally told me, I want this to be like, a, you know, great. Those characters are great and we should hold them in high regard, but they're a long time ago. It's, it's just like people don't still write books about Sherlock Holmes all the time. Obviously, there are books about Sherlock Holmes still, but yeah. Um, there had to be new characters you know it's the same reason that we evolved as a site to not just tell creepy stories about stairs that go down into forever <laughs> right and you're, you're also right that the majority of them are are uh, author avatars and yeah. they're mostly author avatars of people who aren't writing anymore mm -hmm. um there's maybe one or two that are still writing occasionally and there are a few that are still on staff but don't write very often and the rest of them are completely gone one of them is uh the author avatar of an author named Bijan who has a total of four articles surviving on the scp wiki today right. and he's rounder house's favorite inside joke because nobody as I said before he's not sure anybody else even knows who that is uh, <laughs> um almost all of these people uh have moved on in their lives to do other things and the only one that isn't that i think isn't somebody's author avatar is uh um 0502 which is uh david rosen who i think is just a character i think every single other one of these is somebody's author avatar and they're all in some stage of of getting out of the game although one of them is still the master admin of the scp wiki <laughs> Because Everett Mann is in here as well. Right. Um, He's not going anywhere as far as we know, but the, the, and Moose is also not going anywhere as far as we know, but the majority of these people are, and some of them are even, like I said, Clef just retired as an admin not long ago. So yeah. The thing I really This is sort like of a goodbye to a, an earlier era, although, yeah, the, although the Reddit will keep it alive forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I do really like that aspect of it. But like I was saying earlier, the thing that I that comes up a lot of times with these articles we're going to talk about is that this is a later article that looks back on aspects of the wiki that maybe weren't intentionally written as one, you know, cohesive whole, um, just organically oh, yeah. grew. And then this reframes, you know, kind of to tell its own story. I also really, really like that there isn't like a really strong core narrative. It's there. It's kind of between the lines, like you were saying about this war, yeah. and, you know. But I, I yeah. like that it really can just read as these thirteen individual mini articles mm -hmm. about this, and there's something very unique about that for 001 proposals because most of them, even the older ones, were these grand narratives. Um, another one we'll talk about later is is also kind of breaks that trend, but uh, most of them yeah. do that, and and it's not a complaint. That's that's what we expect. That's what we want. Um, but yeah, this, I don't know what one is meant for. Yeah, but I I think the thing the reason that this works so well is because 
the same reason that I think God's blind spot works, but for a different, re- you know, in a different execution, because it's looking back on, if not the actual origins of the foundation, although those are touched here, it's it's really just talking about the origins of, like you were saying, the, the concept of the author avatars and, and the previous history of the site and kind of framing it in this different way, this, this you know, in, in a memorial, which is, you know, interesting in a lot of ways. It's like this decision that, you know, most of us were not writing these characters anyway. Um, but it's 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 got a real panache to it that I like a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of style to it. There's Mm -hmm. sentimentality to it. And uh, there's actually, considering how brief the individual parts are, there's a few that are a little bit tear-jerking, including one that's completely unfair, because, of course, the one about a dog is going to be (laughs) tear-jerking. Really. (laughs) I mean, that's a a free space, but he handled it very well. (laughs) Because, of course, course Crow is one of them. Oh, my bad, Harry. No, I'm done. Go ahead. Okay. I still consider this to be around their house's best proposal, which you'll probably shoot me for considering the amount of work he puts in. I think I might shoot you for that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna harshly disagree because I think Jade is fucking (laughs) incredible. Jade Jade is great. And not just because I'm biased. You're a little little biased. I know, I'm very biased about anything, David, but like (laughs) he did such a fucking good job. I'm a little biased too because I had to do a line by line for that forty thousand word monstrosity. I I read it all too. Yeah, I still think this is his best. (laughs) Um, no, it's great. I mean, well, you know, it's, it's, it's like saying you on plague. It's uh, it's yeah. like uh, it's like saying Dark Souls Two is the worst Dark Souls because it's still head and tails above every other goddamn okay, game. Else, like yeah. so, like do not engage him on this. We don't have the time. <laughs> yeah. I never get to talk about anything <laughs> <laughs> on my show. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, you should have done an April Fool's episode where all you did was talk about Warhammer and Dark Souls. Uh, should just get him into a call and privately record him and get him going. <laughs> Make yeah, that the new episode let's one. Let's do it. Uh, it's so funny. We did that episode on the horror games because, you know, Jackal, you and I oh, yeah. wanted just to talk about horror games. Easily the worst performing episode. <laughs> Our audience was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> awesome. But I had a fucking blast awesome. and I can't wait to do have an excuse to that's do video games again. Who cares? It's fun. I can't wait to do the second one. Have it be the second worst high or even the lowest. That's good. Not that it's it still did great. Uh, I'm not complaining at all, but uh, it's very. Yeah. It was very funny. Our was audience funny. was like, "No, no, we want to that. talk about That's SCP." <laughs> yeah, well, we want to talk about Resident Evil, so fuck off. It's good to know that they have tastes and they aren't just bots. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah. If they if they like every episode equally, I'd be a little worried. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, so, do we have anything else we want to say about Memento Mori? It's it's very. Uh, digestible. So, out of all, you know, a, a bunch of these are kind of more intense in terms of length. Uh, that one, this one's not. Uh, it, it really is digestible. You can read it in like you know, fifteen-ish minutes, twenty minutes. It's not. It's not extremely short. It's, but it's it's punchy and it's easy. Paced very well. Yeah, it's paced great. And, for, uh, and also, it's one of the newer ones. Surprisingly, still, what is it? Two, three years old. Oh, one yeah. of the newer ones. So you might not have read it if you are too active on the scp wiki so definitely one to check out and it also starts rounders red tape series retroactively i believe so yeah which includes scp 6000 and some good very very good tales and his new 001 proposals golden jade and later on whatever he finally decides to call the third one or fourth one or whatever so it's good to get in on that one it's good it's good stuff but uh let us move Moving on. on um and it would be unfair to talk about gold or jade without Rounder House here, I think. So, yeah, yeah, that's the same reason that I didn't pick uh, placeholder's proposal because I know he want he would yeah. want to just nat- natter about it endlessly. Or our secret 001 proposal together, uh, 
There, there is no cannon. Wait, does place have a different O one? Am I drawing a blank? There's oh a, yes, of course, of course. I'm so, oh, I'm so sorry, place. Yes, I remember now. Sorry, I quit that. Well, I mean, it was a part of the reason ago. is, and this, well, I just quickly throw this. It was like here. first articles. It was an <laughs> it early was article. It was very ballsy. Yeah, so fucking ballsy. Um, there are several OO ones that are vaguely parallel to each other. Mm. They're completely different executions and not remotely similar and not even thought of in the same way by the author. Um, but Placeholder's proposal and McTierce's proposal both do something somewhat similar and they take the same idea in a completely different way. Mm. Uh, and we're talking about McTierce's today. so Which is my absolute number one favorite OO one. Which is funny I think it because was the first one I read that I really, really liked. <laughs> I read it and was like, wait a minute, let me reread this literally right from the beginning because it's not very long and just been like oh my god because it says so little but it says so much <laughs> uh but first i think we're going to talk about my second favorite which is spike brennan's proposal which is okay god's blind spot and this one is not uh, people are often surprised when i say this is one of my favorites i'm not sure why um i think it's it's not controversial uh it's still highly rated but uh it's not the one I that suggest a reason why I think the quality of this one is in the concepts and uh, the the different kinds of articles that are in it. The crazy ass idea and it like the I'd like this. The ideas are really good. It could use a rewrite. The clinical prose isn't that great. <laughs> well, I don't. Ones. I don't really think clinical prose is very necessary for all ones to be honest. Uh, the regular yes. prose isn't that great either. Oh, that's mean. But I really like the concepts, and that's what makes it cool. Uh, I really like it because it was probably one of the first ones that did the historical documents folded into an SCP that I read. Yeah, it's um, really good at that. And it had a very strong influence on my earlier stuff because I did that a lot. Well, uh, the concepts introduced in this one are everywhere now. So Yeah, yeah it's very influential. Um, so, what is it? Uh, the 001, the anomaly itself, is actually Site 01. Um, again, we're, we're talking about Site 01. Essentially, it's found... Not essentially. It is found that there is one spot on Earth, this is the only place on Earth, that's completely free of Akiva radiation. What the fuck is Akiva radiation? Well, Akiva radiation is essentially what the Foundation has found, and other people beyond the veil, as a measurable, like, objective value of the impact of the quote-unquote divine will on uh, physical spaces. So... Whether or not that is Yehovah, the Judeo-Christian God, or some other deity, the point is is that everywhere else on Earth, according to this article, um, has been touched by the divine in some way, or some being or creature. Because um, I, I, in my series, I have pushed back on that pretty hard. Uh, <laughs> that's not actually God's. Um, and this is because of that, there are certain interesting side effects. So this is a place where they have decided to build Site 01. It wasn't always there. This is just a space of a certain, I forget exactly how many square kilometers, uh, in the shadow of Mount Sinai. Um, I'm sure it was cubits originally anyway. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, that is, and why it's called God's Blind Spot is because this is the only spot on Earth that seems to be, you know, out of sync with the divine uh and some of the side effects which are used in pretty funny weird ways uh is that people don't age but not only do they not age they don't die um so they of course 
how they test this to make sure it's real is they test it by putting various D-class through horrible termination protocols. And not just termination protocols, they also do things like cutting off a leg to see how that person survives. And the person survives great and heals really great, but when the leg is taken out of the site, it starts decaying immediately. <laughs> um, and so because of this anomalous effect, they decide to house the O5s there. This is why this is Site 01. This is why this is the headquarters, so that the board of directors of the foundation will effectively be immortal. This is an, right. an alternative explanation for reasons why, many, many reasons why have been discussed, why the O5s have effectively been here for hundreds of years or whatever. Which is really cool, because Akiva radiation shows up everywhere. That got adopted mm -hmm. like universally, yeah. and I've never seen anyone else use this version of Site 01. <laughs> yeah, no, that's... It's that's always, totally it's always, they're immortal because they drink water. <laughs> yeah. Um, or they've got like some, you know, nebulous, anomalous uh, effect. Um, so Akiva radiation... Um, and I don't know about y'all, but when I read that, I immediately glommed onto that idea like this because I'm like a hardcore atheist. And, and like the idea <laughs> that like we could objectively verify through science the impact of divine or gods on Earth means, oh, we, well, that means it's susceptible to science, which means it's They're not, really, it's not God. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it just was immediately fascinating to me. Um, Spike Brennan has written a few articles that are kind of along these same lines uh, which I find you know I, I've always really liked his, his concepts um, so I, what, what do you guys think about this one? Other than, I did a lot know. this is my first time reading it oh really? Sam yeah. actually I, I knew about it but I hadn't read it yeah I just had never touched this one I said I have not read, read many 001s are probably read maybe 15 of the now 45 of them. Oh, this it would have been funny if you'd named a number lower than the number that we're looking at today. That would have been better. <laughs> I've only read like five of them. But before this, because I did check out every single thing. Yeah. I really, really like this one, especially like the, like the historical document aspect, because that comes up kind of in Harry's and uh, the Pikmin Black proposal. It comes up in that one, where oh, yeah. I love a well-crafted Fake history. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so having this, it was like perfect treat. It's really not too long. And then not gonna spoil anything, but the implications of the ending I liked a lot. Mm -hmm. And then the pictures are well done, and just for like an older article like this is, it's like it feel it still holds up to that. In my opinion, the ending especially. Wow. The ending is yeah. excellent, yeah. In my yeah. opinion, uh Metaphysician and Spike Brennan, they weren't the first to do the historical documentation thing, I don't think. Uh, but I, I feel like they're the ones that set the standard where where we yeah, can really talk do. about these weird things that are existing in modern day, but we can go back and we can read something from like Madame Blavatsky or, you know, some other famous historical figure or, or a famous historical period and a document from that period that's describing it in from the context and point of view of that period. And there's something so I mean, I think it gets overdone a lot of times and sometimes people don't do it well, but. Uh, I've always really loved that, you know, because I love history so much and the idea of weird uh, secret societies and weird anomalous things that have been around since before the modern day and just kind of stick around in the shadows is has always been the reason why I like the foundation. You know, it's why I came here. I came here to read Eldritch Horror, which is 
why, as much as I dislike the person, H.P. Lovecraft, it's why I like a lot of his concepts so much. It's, they're these things that are just, they're from some earlier age and they're just sticking around and they're fucking with us. Uh, and I, I love that. Um, in terms of why I think this makes a good oh one first of all, it has a very, even if the story is pretty simple, um, the scope of the concept is fucking huge. And it had a huge impact. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if this was actually the first time Akiva Radiation was mentioned, but this is the one that in my mind breaks it down yeah. and explains it. Um, and it's, you know, it's touched on by so many different people over the years. I've used it extensively in my series uh, and a lot of other people have as well because it's such an interesting, as opposed to like Hume's or any other things that come up that are the pseudoscience of the foundation. This is one that really does a great job. You know, technical theology does this a lot where, you know, we can talk about this pseudoscientific conspiracy of the foundation and have it address things like deities. <laughs> and it just fits perfectly. And I think it does because of this concept and the expansions of this concept. I just, uh, since it didn't precisely come up, I also love the whole idea comes from in the Bible, God goes to punish somebody and inexplicably the next sentence continues without God having successfully punished this guy, which oh, yeah. means there must be somewhere yeah. on earth God can't punish you. <laughs> and that's what led to the discovery of this whole crazy friggin' thing where the angel of death can't even get in because this is God's blind spot. There's there's sort of an interesting parallel to that with the origins of the mythological being of Lilith in in yeah. Judaic uh, I, I don't want to say myth but in Judaic uh, heritage and, and traditions where there's a line in the Bible that says you know Adam's wife was made of the dust of the earth like him and then the next line says and Adam's wife was made of the the his sixth rib or whatever it is yeah uh, and so well you know early uh, Torah scholars were like, well, that means he had two wives <laughs> because one was made right. from the earth like him and one was made from his rib. So Eve <laughs> is the second one. Who's the first? Uh, and that means it's Lilith. And we got to explain why she's not around anymore. And <laughs> I love that shit. Like I love, well, yeah, I like love the, all the of reverse engineering of cosmology. All of the Abrahamic religious foundational texts are absolutely littered with revisionism and oh, errors sure. and, and, and and two explanations given for the same thing and two sizes given for the same thing. Mm -hmm. God gives Noah two different sizes for the fucking ark. Like it's all yeah. completely and, and it really desperately deserves Torah scholars, the kind of people who are yeah, yeah, layering it. Like, yeah, and that's exactly what it is because every word of that is divine. It was set down uh, by Moses who had a hotline to god himself so we that we need every word of genesis has to be entirely accurate so how do we uh like how do we make sense of that when they uh, contradict each other well let's 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 write whole treatises on it and i fucking love that and this has the same feel to it yeah so definitely read that one and uh also the ending is very 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 funny there's no flies on that final note it's yeah. terrific um good article <laughs> Let's see. I wanted to read one thing. By implication, since this is God's blind spot, there can be no theological consequence to an action taken within its boundaries. Although I am no physicist, our colleague Nicola, yes, that Nicola, has described it to me as being essentially a Faraday cage for sin. I fucking <laughs> love that line. 
It's incredible. The suitability of such a location as the headquarters of the central decision-making body of our new order should be obvious. So there's people are yeah. saying, well, the foundation isn't bad. Well, this is the order. We're preparing to do all the <laughs> bad things. Um, I do like uh, that note. The office of the foundation's ethic committee have been located in building T01 since the committee's inception. And that's right. At, that's like basically right after that passage. So read into that what you will. How ethical yeah. are they? <laughs> yep. uh, but yeah, this is easily my second favorite. Um, and not just because I like to be different than everybody else. I just It just was the first one that I read that I went, oh my god, what the fuck? That's such a crazy idea. It is. It's amazing. Um, so um, one thing I want to point out that doesn't have to do with 001 proposal, but it's a Plague PJP writing tip. <laughs> just pick this up. I've never done this. But on the note of um, fake history in your writing, because I noticed this in Spike Brennan's and Harry Blank's, if you're going to write, let's say you're writing a document on World War II, you're not going to mention World War II and then explain <laughs> what World War II was. Right. Everybody knows what World War II was. So in the universe, the SCP Foundation writing a document about history they went through, if they're going to have the Occult War Six. They're gonna know about the Six Occult War. You're not gonna have to explain that. Maybe footnote it for the audience. But you should not be going into much depth about these anomalous events because that's going to break your verisimilitude. Yeah, that's the difference that's between the... organic nice. and inorganic exposition, in my opinion. Does it make sure, sense? Like, if it would come up, does it, it make sense up, that it, it comes up? Then, then that's organic. You know, it's in a conversation or whatever else. It's it's why we often see in science fiction and fantasy, especially in video games, protagonists that are either silent or have amnesia, so that the world can be explained to them, which is annoying and a trope. But the point is, is that if you stop to then just explain a concept in the world, and you're anyone other than cadaver commander, uh, it won't work. <laughs> it works in his because yeah. he's a genius. Yeah. But yeah, uh, okay. So let's talk about the Pikmin blank proposal. The front. Hooray! Didn't you already open a Coke? That was so quick. I always have two Coke. Yeah, well, I don't know. I just am very thirsty, thirsty because we're talking about me and um, I'm always <laughs> thirsty. Um, so as opposed to saying why we picked this, um, and you kind of touched on this before, but like, this is going to sound like weirdly, uh, uh, interestingly uh, accusatory. And, and Plague, be ready, because I'm going to ask you the same question. Why did you write it? Like, not, this doesn't deserve to be an 01, but like, yep. that's the joke. But, you know, wh why did this, you know, w other than explaining the initialism, because this is a, you know, this goes back, this also has incredible historical scope and tells, you know, one hell of an epic story. It is very long. I loved it. I'm not even talking about the length, though. It is one of your long boys. Um, <laughs> but I'm just talking about, like, this, you know, this goes back to, you know, what, the, the, the all the way back to the 30s, I think? Oh, yeah. It, it goes back to, I think, just uh, like before the, the World War. Right, okay. It's, it's mostly in the 60s, 70s, and 80s is yes. when it takes place. So it's, it's, very, it's a period piece. And it's a um, huge focus on... I one of my favorite characters that you've made, which is Thylosist, just right the best. So I guess I should probably explain what this thing is, mm -hmm. since I could probably do it the most tersely because mm -hmm. <laughs> I I wrote half of it. It was a very equitable partnership, also. Uh, Ip and I wrote just about half of half of his article each. Nice. Uh, so it's set in Guard Four Three, which is the canon that 
myself and my friends have created uh, centered around Site 43 in Canada. And there's a lot of memetics in it because there's a couple of ancient memetic societies, which are called cryptomancers in this because it's set in the 60s, so all the terminology is different, uh, who've been oh, fucking God, with sorry. the foundation. I, I really like it. <laughs> I actually like it better than memetics. Uh, I wish wish I was using it more often. I think I have just started throwing it into modern day articles because it's more fun to say. Uh, they've been fucking with the foundation for a long time for their own reasons that will eventually come up in more 001 proposals. Um, but this is them during the Cold War taking advantage of the paranoia of the whole world about everything, particularly spy stuff and the East versus West stuff, to try and destroy the foundation. And they're trying to destroy it by making it super hyper visible. They're trying to bring down the veil of secrecy. And the foundation's response to this is to try to get access to memetics, which they don't have. It, it hasn't been invented yet in this version of the setting. There's lots of different versions of the origins of pretty much anything in SCP. Um, but they know about cryptomancy because there's other people doing it. And they are trying to create themselves some cryptomancy to hide from all of this scrutiny. They're trying to find a way to make their safe houses safe again. They're trying to find a way to keep it so the governments who know who they are don't know where they live. And the way that they do this is they start trying to reverse engineer cryptomancy uh, using a variety of characters that um, I bring in from my canon and Ip brings from his imagination and in some cases from SCP roleplay that used to be popular on IRC. Uh, and they reverse engineer memetics in order to create a an intervention in the human collective unconsciousness that prevents people from connecting anything with the initialism SCP with the foundation which explains why they're able to have all these front companies it doesn't make it easier for people to tell it's them it makes it impossible for people to tell that it's them but there's a moral implication to it because they're fucking with the brains of the whole human race to make this happen and the question is do we even deserve to be protecting ourselves if this is the kind of thing we're willing to do for our own purposes uh, and it's a big epic fucking james bond's universe not universe but planet's Banning adventure. Uh, uh, I'm writing short little scenes about my characters hashing it out. Ip's writing crazy ass Cold War historical details. There's a giant pile of Cold War era world building thrown into it. And I enjoyed it so much, I started thinking it was so cool that I started making pictures um, to show the different front companies and doing a lot of photoshopping. I ended up doing so much photoshopping that it was my most photoshop heavy article which is really saying something um and it was that until 7000 which i think blew it completely out of the water in that respect but there's there's a ton of front company images probably like two dozen of them and we made up all these front companies we had a great deal of fun we used a whole bunch of ones that other people had created as well uh, and we made a few that are inside jokes uh and really it was just a lot of fun it was one of the easiest collaborations even though it's so incredibly long it's pro it's over 20,000 words i'm almost sure i can't remember exactly the length of it anymore but it it was not hard to do it it's very very dense it's very very long um it, but it didn't feel like that while we were working on it the fucking images are so fucking good in this i Thank mean you. it's all good but I, i'm 
I remember you just showing me each one as you came up with them, just like shooting me a message and be like, look at this one. It's like, wait, how many are you going to have? Uh, as many as I want. Uh, <laughs> and it's, they're just so, oh and it's just so great. I mean, like at one point the image is just split into four and you just have four examples, but the, <laughs> like you said, the, there's a lot of Photoshopping in it, but there's a lot of incredibly convincing Photoshopping. There's one of these that's on a corrugated, like, um, sliding door like a like for a garage or a storage oh, space yeah. and you actually see the corrugations come through um which you would if it was spray bait or you know silly crab productions which is on this really kind of fucked up concrete surface and it's aged and it's done in such a way that it really believably looks like it's been aged um or the fucking the swan corbett publishing the company. swan corbett one is my favorite it's incredible because it's all individual tiles uh in this very yeah. old like 19 like avant-garde not avant-garde um it doesn't matter yeah know, but like 1920s style sign that somebody might have made uh like on the sidewalk outside someone's store yeah the letters are made out of tiles and the top line of tiles is fake and the bottom line of tiles is real and Still looks about right to me looking at it again i think yeah, i managed to fake that one <laughs> that one's my favorite but yeah thank you i'm glad there's so <laughs> many good ones here because it's like suds clean and polish storage concepts plc yeah. um, a lot of these were pre-existing we also made up a whole ton of them south coast properties Shelton. swan corbett is a reference to authors yeah Sorry. yeah no no uh southern camping partnership sheldon county park i mean they're so fucking good <laughs> South Coast Properties is uh, Storm Breaths. A few of these were from uh, Fritz Willie, the administrator. <laughs> That's the Suds Clean and Polish one, I think, and the South, uh, South Cheyenne Point. And I'm sure there's, there's an awful lot with South in them because <laughs> that's the first thing people think of. Honestly, my favorite is the Shell Construction Partnership because it is so convincingly behind a piece of glass with the reflections on it. I, yeah, that one I now know how this works, but. Well, I remember when you first showed me and I just went, what? How'd you do that? <laughs> that one does, that one really does work. I'm, I'm impressed. very pleased with that one. <laughs> um, so if we have, I, I'm sure we had mentioned it before because we've talked about the canon a bunch. Ip's canon, well, basically his canon, he wasn't the one that started it, but he's done 90% yeah, of his it's, work. It's, it's, it's <laughs> SNC Plastics, that's another example of this initialism. Um, yeah, and this is this is both. That's the thing. This is an this is a far comes into it far less, but this is an on guard four three SMC plastics double uh, <coughs> one. Excuse me, for sure. But yeah, uh, and that is the the very first one that shows up in the images is the SMC plastic one. Is it? And of course, it's got an esoteric class because uh, because how could it not? Oh, it sure does. SNC plastic. Uh, no, I mean the in the, the very first image has SNC yeah. plastic. No, no, yeah, I just had it. skipped it on accident. Um, oh. Yeah, I, I really, this does a really good job of being. Yeah, sure, it's long, but it is like a lot of yours, just incredibly readable. It's um, it's not worried about. You don't have a problem. Uh, getting people lost with you know pseudoscience, despite the fact that you are playing with some pretty out there oh, concepts. Some fucking crazy pseudoscience. Yeah, there. and and special shout out to Pedagon for helping to come up with all that and doing the ridiculous um, graphics for the uh, the, chem the, uh, the 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 particle <laughs> breakdowns of grammar particles. <laughs> 
Wait, did he actually help on that? That's so funny. Oh yeah, Patagon helped to de de helped to define the grammar particles, the uh, the infamous now grammar particles, which define how the the sp specific version of memetics might work, uh, and and made the diagrams for us and <clears throat> deep, deeply appreciate it because it's so fucking stupid. We had so much fun with it. I love it. It's great. Okay. Oh, My favorite image great. looking through now has to be the one with the tr uh, scouts cargo packing on the truck. A picture of the truck I love first off, even with nice the logo. And then the logo just adds to it. I like that one. That's a cool looking truck. It is. It's nice. Oh, yeah. I like the SCP on the front of it as well. Yeah, <clears> I, to, <throat> I spent a lot of time on that shit. But, yeah, I, I can tell. Um, but the, the reason this one stands out to me, and I mean, it's not the only article that you've done that, that centers on Thylo Swiss. I'm saying that They're wrong. They're all long. Sure. They're all long, but this is like his, you know, this is, this is his article in a lot of ways, even though a lot of your characters show up, um, and it goes back into like the earlier stages of your, your setting. Um, but it, it really is like, Hey, yep. uh, let's really break down what this cryptomancy is, what the memetics is, um, which is something that had been, you know, rearing its head in your stories for a while. But this is the, I would say one of the best examples. Like this is the one that really made me go, "Oh, I get what you're saying. This isn't magic in the traditional sense. This is not. You're not putting illusions on stuff. This is really messing with like the cognition uh, and For the sure. way that people yeah. like perceive things. Uh, and it's it's really great. But uh, well, yeah, thanks. we just suggest people read it because I can't summarize it. It's a long boy. Yeah. <laughs> we read it today. I went through it pretty fast. Yeah, it flows really well. Like, it's got excellent pacing. It was a very fun collaboration, and I am glad people have enjoyed it. If you can tell, Harry really likes getting compliments. I do. <laughs> I do. I'll be honest. I do. <laughs> Everyone does. Um, but, uh, did you want to say anything else before we moved on? Nah, if I think of something, I'll just blurt it out in the middle of another conversation. Good, good. That's, that's my style man as one does uh okay so the most wait no i don't think it's the most recent because this one came out before yours right Blake? which one davy uh, i think it came there's out like been one more in between okay but not on but, our list um our so list, this is no. the two one of the two that is very recent in the last few months davy fool who we've talked <laughs> about extensively and we are big fucking end of the world fans of I haven't read anything by him that I haven't adored his book yep. series is amazing all of his articles are amazing the funnest part is there are there are easter eggs in this SCP article that yes. connect to his novels which is uh, fuck you man if you're listening fuck you <laughs> with love I love you, but fuck you. Anyway, this uh, is the article. The other day. Happy birthday, Dave. Yeah, it is. Happy birthday, birthday Dave. Yeah. <laughs> this is the article that just completely typifies the idea that a 001 can be the culmination of an author's whole mm -hmm. body of I work. Know. It's, it's all in here. Corbinick's in here. Totley Soft is in here. It's all in here. Yeah. I mean, if you are somewhat aware of Stephen King and how he wrote lots and lots of books, but like his actual opus was the Gunslinger saga and the Dark Tower stuff. This feels like that, where it's like here in this story, all the things I have touched in my creative mind get to pop their head up and are relevant. It's not just a you know shout out. Yeah, and as a uh, bonus, the ending doesn't suck. 
I actually, well, we can we can have that. No, yeah, let's not, let's not talk about I, I, I don't think that. Uh, but okay, <laughs> uh, this is Ulysses F S Fool's proposal, <laughs> last ride of the day. Um, I love the title. It's a great title. It's a fucking ridiculously good title. Um, so this is, and this was brought up when we did Prometheus Labs. Why didn't we talk about this? And the reason is, is it's really dense. Um, oh, it's so long and crazy. Every sentence yeah. is so crazy. Yeah, there's <laughs> by I when I say dense, I'm not saying it has a lot of ideas, which it does. It's that every line is worth repeating. <laughs> Yeah. Almost literally every line, even the setup lines, are so fucking funny or or weird or just like, what the fuck just happened? This uh, is one of the funniest things on the entire. Yeah, season. it's incredible, it's and it's so just funny shit on the way. And it, I just reread it to, again today, uh, and it just and I was like skimming it the other day when I was taking notes, and I was like, you know, I'm just gonna reread it right now. <laughs> it's just I, fucking I, so good. I reread it last night and I did not have time to reread it last yeah. night. I, I reread it last night when it was eight hours before I started when it was eight hours before I had to get up <laughs> and I started reading anyway. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I guess I'm not getting, I guess I'm getting six hours of sleep tonight. Cause I just couldn't stop reading. It's so much fun. It's so good. Um, so just some basic setup. Uh, I'm not going to go into the deep spoilers, but this one, I want to go a little bit more in depth in because it is so outlandish that I just want to kind of set it up. So the it is one of those articles that it does uh, multiple iterations. At the end of the page, you click a, a link and it becomes something else. Yeah. Um, list pages. List pages, yeah. Uh, and so this starts off with SCP-001 is an experimental vehicle created by Prometheus Labs, who designated it Project Backaway, which is the fucking stupidest name. <laughs> but in the way that like Prometheus Labs is always doing shit like Project. It looks better in all caps project fucking frankenstein or something like the ones that we were reading in those prometheus lab yeah. goi documents where you're just like what was that what was project cappuccino like what <laughs> um and this is 100 percent time machine shenanigans but that is not the i cannot believe that he starts off by saying this is about time machines and this article although it does rely on the concept of time machines that is it's this is not just a time machine article this is not no. about time travel it is fucking insane um no. so a, a line currently the only <laughs> i'm just gonna read this verbatim because it's so funny Currently, the only operable console functions of the anomaly are internal lighting, cockpit air conditioning, maintenance, movement, AM, FM radio, <laughs> a word processor, spider solitaire, and the hunt for Mr. Stwinky. Part of the short-lived Mr. Stwinky series of computer games included with Prometheus Lab software as an added bonus. An added bonus. <laughs> this is in the fucking clinical language describing the time machine. What? Why the fuck is there an AM FM radio? <laughs> especially, especially how this time machine works and how it shoots you so far back that for most of the ever. time that this is in operation, that AM FM radio will be useless to you because there's no such thing. <laughs> I didn't think of that. I didn't think of that. The fucking the way this time machine works is it immediately sends you fifteen thousand years into the past. So the AMA doesn't do anything. That's fucking good. I didn't think of that. It was even funnier shit. I didn't think of it. It's oh just that I just noticed that on the on this when I just reread it today, I was like, wait, why the fuck is there a radio in this thing? Um oh, reread bonuses, man. So the, the initial page is very short. It's just about this time machine. You and click on the link. That. 
and then it becomes a fucking end of the world scenario with SCP UBU and it refers to a violent and extremely hostile humanoid entity that appeared in something Greenland I'm not going to try to pronounce that on May 12th 2588 and if this isn't pick that city name just so you couldn't pronounce it I know 100% if this is not the uh, the the Strider Queen like I know it's not but like in my brain, you know how that the oh, three moons, me. the three moons. Yeah, that's article. what I thought it was in my first. Yeah, read. and I mean, I still in my head say it is because it was on the way to Earth, you know, and it was gonna get there eventually uh, because they accidentally killed her, and then so now because she was killed in their universe, she's immortal in ours. Um, if, if if she's worse than this, then that's impressive because this thing Ubu is the absolute fucking worst. <laughs> the absolute worst, but also genuinely funny. So fucking funny. The way like, the way it says the protagonist's name is so yes. fucking good. Jules. Jules. Um so this is basically traveling to different timelines because of the way that this time machine works. Not only does it take you back fifteen thousand years in the past, it creates a new timeline, which you know yep. makes sense. Uh, if you understand the way that those things work. Um so every time that this time machine is activated, essentially a new timeline is started. It will probably go the same way unless whoever did the time travel uh, makes things happen. Um, when SDP Ubu uh, appeared, it coincided with an ongoing uh, Omega class slash A uh, augmented end of death scenario. But this is not like the canon end of death because in this situation, people heal from their horrible things. So at one point we have, and this goes, there's a timeline on this second page that goes all the way up into the year 3030. Um, and yeah. the main character throughout the rest of the article isn't 05. I think it's 0511. Mm-hmm. Um, Michus, uh, and they at one point say, you know, once you become immortal and you've had a few heart attacks, it's just like a whole body sneeze. Which <laughs> <laughs> is the best line. Um, and when Ubu appeared, there are these crazy changes to the status quo. Uh, it's implied the Three Moons is out of commission. Uh, it's implied that the Fae are out of commission. That the Wanderers, li- like, that the Wanderers Library just said, like, peace, we're out. And just closed all the portals. This. They closed all the portals <laughs> to Earth. Um, because the creature is essentially, not essentially, is unstoppable. Nothing can cause it damage. Except for... <laughs> The only lasting damage, which occurred on August 14th, 2078, 784, when the entity chewed off its left thumb out of apparent curiosity. <laughs> and then it screamed for like three days or something like that. Um, My favorite one is when SCP Ubu reached Columbus, Ohio, and then spent the next year on the following project, digging a two kilometer deep hole in the center of the city, gathering 2.9 million people to throw into the hole, repeatedly leaping into the upper stratosphere and stomping into the hole and drinking the resulting squeezed juices. (laughs) So basically the whole world just becomes a playground for this complete piece of shit that just runs around giggling, doing nonsense. And doing horrible stuff stuff because he thinks it's funny. Because um, he thinks it's funny and he enjoys it. Uh, on, and people can't die you me on this website. Yeah. Uh, on <laughs> September 9th, 2673, yeah. SCP Ubu spends 73 days rubbing, rubbing its crotch against the Statue of Liberty while howling. It should be noted that SCP Ubu lacks any sort of visible genitalia. <laughs> so that's good. Um, so 
uh, we go through this crazy timeline where the world is just completely destroyed. Now, everyone can live. So they, they, this is like they've turned into Corbinic in that yep. you heal from any of these horrible things that happens. And like society falls apart at some point. Uh, the world is completely flooded and there's like a floating civilization called New Zonkland. Um, <laughs> like it's just insane. And the only person keeping their shit together other than a couple of other O5s uh, is O511 who decides they're going to break into storage and start stealing shit to try and make a difference. Uh, and how they decide to do that is by using this time machine, which I guess has just been in containment for this whole time. Um, yeah. And stealing a couple of the replicator pods from SCP-2000 that I guess they just had extras in storage. <laughs> and what follows is just an insane epic uh, wherein this person travels back in time 15,000 <laughs> years uh, and then lives through all that that time and then continues to do this pattern trying to figure out the right way to handle this horrible thing. And I don't want to say much more about the second half of the article because it's just so fucking insane. But I will say, when they get to finally describing how the time machine works in the language included with the document, SCP-001 is capable of temporarily re relocating to its relative position 15,000 years prior to activation. This temporal displacement is divergent slash paradox irrelevant. In other words, a separate timeline is created as a landing point. For example... <laughs> If an occupant from Timeline X were to murder their parents in utero in Timeline Y, the Y iteration of the occupant would no longer exist, but the occupant themselves, being from X, would be unharmed. <laughs> it's explained so simply, and then you realize what? It's just ludicrous. <laughs> um, and it's an oddly bloodless description, too, yeah. because... Uh, the reason, the way that they are leaving each timeline is that timeline isn't going to be around anymore. Right. Um, we talk about exactly how that means. And, and what that means in the context of the article is that this article, which is comedy, some of the Corbinic stuff does this. The, the mm. Clusterfuckalypse article does this for me too, where it's so funny, but it's also so horrifying at the same time. Yeah. It's this weird feverish too hot in my brain kind of like this is really funny but it's also really really awful what's happening the body count in this comedy article is like a quadrillion oh more because oh, yeah. he goes SCP through article. like 700 iterations and every single one of those ends in the complete death of the world in in yeah, more and more original and unique ways most of the time Brilliant. for the fault of this oh five who's been living this whole time and transferring themselves into different bodies it's just fucking insane. My favorite thousand years. That is my bad. Sorry, go no, ahead. no, no, you're you're fine. My favorite that is not a giveaway because it's just like a toss away line is at some point this O five decides the way to handle this is that when this creature appears, uh, and they've been sitting around in this universe for 50, you know fourteen thousand years or whatever it is in 2688 or whatever it is, uh, they're going to mess with the gravity of the moon so that it crashes into Greenland where it shows up. Um, <laughs> this leads to the destruction of the Earth. Uh, but the record is such that we cannot decide whether or not SCP Ubu was affected. And then right. notes, uh, ineffective. No, like, results, ineffective. Next next iteration. <laughs> this is not a good way of doing this. What were you going to say about a plague? It's just, like, if you, if you like like you were saying, think about it, civilization's only been around for like 6,000 or 7,000 years. Mm. So it's literally every single person is just vanishing. The record of them vanishing. Mm -hmm. So it's hundreds of billions of people just dying. 
And then the oh, next yeah, time yeah. starts over. And because it's it's creating a new universe every time it yeah, does it's a jump. All those too. So it's not like it resets those deaths. This this person is responsible for the death of the human race seven hundred times. <laughs> but even worse, it because it's destroying the timeline, it's destroying the universe, which means it's right. actually it's actually destroying like right. multi a multi Google plex of sentient things in the universe. Right. <laughs> So it's, it, but it's still really funny. It's um, like the blackest, blackest, blackest of comedy. Yeah. It, it's it's in, it's incredible. Um, there's there's crazy plot twists later on, which it, it, th- what we've told you so far is literally told in the first half. It's it's yeah. insane. Yep. It's it, and it's, it is a long, long article. It is, but it pays for it. Like it, it, there's never a scene in this thing that I go. Uh, I mean, at one point, SCP zero seven six shows up. And it's not bullshit. <laughs> and it's not terrible. It's, it's not, actually good. Yeah, it's great. Uh, so, ugh, fuck. I, I love it so much. Great article. I will say about Dave's writing, if you, the audience, a lot of you guys probably have read Harry Blank's stuff, and you know how that, especially in the On Guard 4-3 canon, referenced itself very heavily. So, Dave, you fool stuff does that a lot as well. Oh, right yeah. Now because we've all read all of his things. Yes, Dave you fool is a master of just blending these three or four concepts that only he writes and only he is capable of writing yeah. yes. to the top degree. And he just blends them so seamlessly with each other. It's done very, very well. So if you're into that, check out the Zero Zero One Personal and check out his other writing so you understand everything. Yeah, I think it was like episode so perfect. three or four that we talked about. It was uh, four because of course it wasn't three. Oh, that's right. Uh, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's three now. Um, oh yeah! Hey, fix that. But the but, fifth isn't one. But now the fifth isn't the fourth. fourth. Yeah. Um, but the Three Moons Initiative, uh, which we talked about at length, just Harry and I in that older episode. It, you know, exuberantly my favorite stuff on the wiki. Uh, and Absolutely. to be honest, it's better than most of the books I've read. <laughs> yep. Yep. Davey is easily one of my all-time favorites, and it's new. He has such a world like picture. Like, oh God. Worked yeah. out in his head. Corbinic Cor- alone. Yeah. Corbinic alone. Just the first Corbinic article could be the basis of an epic, you know, science fiction pulp novel series, and instead he turns it into like one crazy, unpredictable, brilliant joke article after another that are still horrifying. Um, yeah. And I mean, knowing and loving his stuff is what made me eventually think that something like Victim was possible to balance. It's not the same by any means. But that balancing of like the unset, like the uncomfortable laugh, it, you know, and making that work on a consistent basis. And Davy Fool sure. is just fucking incredible. Also uh, goes back to the uh, by point on um, writing fake history in oh, the yeah. SP document because after Dave Davy Fool writes the article that sets up what you need to know, he will never explain it again. <laughs> so he expects you to be like, oh. That makes sense because that's going on in Corbinic, and that's an element of the story that I am connecting to that. He's so he's expecting the, you to do that. He's one True. of the few authors that when he does a hot link to an earlier article, and most yes. of the time I would click through to those just to remind myself, okay, what is it we're mm. referring to? And I'll just read very briefly the description, and I'm like, oh, right, right, okay, I got this. Um, usually with his, I then just stop and re-read that article entirely and yeah. then go back. <laughs> Because it's worth it every single goddamn time. Can't go wrong with Dave, you fool. But uh, let's move on. Um, So shorter one. Do a much shorter one. Much shorter. The shortest one we've done. 
And I think the shortest one. No, not the shortest. I think. No, the, not remotely. I, Lily's proposal is far, far shorter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, Kate McTierris's proposal. Uh, Kate McTierris, who is a brilliant author uh, on the wiki uh, and did uh-huh. a lot of really interesting stuff, um, showed me that it was possible to do video in a believable way in an article. Um, thank God, because otherwise I wouldn't have known how to do that. Um, <laughs> Kate McTierris's proposal is titled A Record. And this is the most, the least epic scope SCP that I'm aware of. Um, except except for it actually has implications that are pretty insane. Um, so it starts pretty innocent. SCP-001 is a vinyl record containing the Esquivel's 1958 album Exploring New Sounds in Stereo, in parentheses by RCA. The album has an anomalous impact on digital numerical lists that contain it. The album, when listed in text, saved digitally, will always be listed first, even if it was intended to be listed in another position. So that's why this is the 001. Not because it's so important, not because it's the origin of the foundation, but because literally because of the anomaly, it has to be 001. Yep. Um, the reason that the foundation found it was because it was consistently at the top of the billboard charts. <laughs> um, researcher starts noticing that uh, there, this is one of these ones that has different iterations, but because the SCP itself is so short, just a few paragraphs, the changes each time are very minimal. So it'll yep. be her subtracting a sentence, and then that'll be crossed out in red, or it'll be adding something, and then that'll be in green. And then you kind of mm-hmm. watch uh, as this this thing progresses. And what she starts to notice pretty early on is that if something is added, that thing is then now... Uh, having an impact on reality for example comes true right so uh as an example the earliest one which is not a spoiler she includes in the container procs everyone this is paraphrasing everyone must give researcher blank uh five dollars and then they do and we get to see her go what the fuck why is everyone giving me five dollars uh and then she quickly deletes it um for clarity that was mary nakayama not me Blank is my name. So oh, yeah. Confusing. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> it took me a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, her name is Mary Nakayama. Yeah, I just forgot her name for a second. Um, That's what I'm here for, man. I'm here to interfere and also occasionally, very rarely, to help. <laughs> and give uh, history for the, the wiki, which I often don't look into. Um, so if you can, can kind of extrapolate outwards to the logical extreme, you could probably imagine where this article goes. And because it's so short, I don't want to say much more than this. But this is absolutely my favorite 001. It is the one that showed me... And unfortunately, not a lot of people have gone this route. Uh, in some ways, Rounder Houses kind of does. Uh, that it's a very approachable, very simple idea that can be extrapolated out into this sort of mind-blowing thing. It's, it doesn't have the big influence on other articles on the site, but... I'm constantly holding this one up as you can do anything as an 001 mm. uh, and, and do it well, because this is fucking great. Definitely and, one of the ones that just punches you in the gut. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, by the end, which I won't give away, by the end, it's just like, wait, what the fuck did I just read? And not in a horrifying way, but in this really like, wow, like, like when you read a really impressive science fiction story or you watch, you know, one of the few science fiction movies that's not just the same idea over and over again. And you, you know, like when you walked out, I don't know if you guys have seen dark city, 
this one really gives me a similar vibe where it's like it starts off as a very approachable, fun idea. And then by the end, you're like, oh, <laughs> what is this about? Yeah, it explodes tremendously. Um, yeah. Like I said, this, this this one and placeholders both start from a similar point, which is sure. if the 001 slot is special, how special is it? And, and what does that mean? Where placeholders is kind of like the meta McTerris' proposal. Um, in the same sense that actually Davey Fools is is like meta McKenzie's proposal, because <laughs> McKenzie's is the one about the administrator restarting reality to try yeah. to fix the problem. Yeah. Um, but Davey Fools takes that concept and just <laughs> makes it completely fucking bonkers to the point where I, I'm not even sure he, he was aware that somebody had already done a sort of low-key version of it. And they all stand together so well because it's all about execution. You can take a crazy right. concept like this and you can do it in a short form, which is McTerris' proposal, and it works. You can do it in a long form like placeholder and it works. You can explode it out into a comedy uh, like Davey Fool did and also make it horrifying, or you can you can do it as uh, the, the standard horror thing, which is how McKenzie's works. There's, there's quite a few of them that take a very similar concept, but different authors who know what they were doing, and you have to know what you're doing if you're going to do a 001, will execute them so differently that they're all worth having together. I mean, There's let's more than one double one about the same entities. There's... Right. Yeah. I mean, and let's talk about the fact that a time loop is one of the most trod, you know, tropes in a modern oh, yeah. science fiction. Maybe not in the classic science fiction, but it's something that's been touched on a lot. Um, and this is just, you know, and that one is such a completely unique way. It's the same thing. I'm like, well, what if, you know, we've talked about before that if we had known something was like this that was out, like close yeah. to the thing that we eventually did, maybe we wouldn't have done it. But yeah, and all of these are, are bad. valuable to have. It would yeah. be terrible if they weren't here. Also, uh, Swans and Pikmins. Yeah. They're both versions of the same idea. Mm -hmm. Pikmins is, is self-admittedly a different version of the same idea. Right. It's, it's very cool to have them all working together because it makes them all tie together in a more interesting way as well. Um, anyway. See different people taking the same approach and, and just running completely different directions with it. I, I think that this one is a really excellent example of how to write in a really constrained way because even the length that it is isn't actually its length because most of the time the new iterations are the same thing you've just read. You're yep. just looking for differences. So yeah. Yeah. I would bet that out of original words in combination to make paragraphs, etc., um, I I would doubt that this is more than like fifteen hundred words. No, it's, this is probably about a thousand words. Yeah. This whole article, I would think. Uh, and it has, and it, it's. It, I, I'm constantly thinking about it. <laughs> so if that doesn't tell this you, this is the first. Like I said, this is the first one out of the 001s where I read it and went, "Oh, that's good." This was my first favorite 001 for sure. Um, this was the ones I had not read as well. This was also a very pleasant surprise. Gone. You had not read it before? I had it, no. Oh, that's oh. cool. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of her writing. Um, unfortunately, she... Not unfortunately, she moved on to other things. But um, but uh, all everything I've ever read by her has been great. But this is the one that's just like, this really feels special. And it feels special in a different way than any of the other O1s do. It's, it's just truly inspired. Anyway, let's stop. Let's stop. Which is, which is just let's, a perfect segue. Yeah, let's into, talk into about plagues. Plagues proposal <laughs> titled "The Ones That Got Away." Um, I'm just gonna let you kind of go deep, but I just wanted to say this. that I love the concept of this. These are just all failed concepts for ones. They're not all. They I know that they were for, for the most part oh, they were articles. Um, but the way it's presented is uh, your character, your author avatar 
Paul Legg is trying to, uh, as a new director, and then eventually it's it's deeper into his his career, uh, present these things as oh oh one these different ridiculous scenarios. Um, so yeah, why, why don't we let him yeah. pitch it? Because we let me we, we let me pitch mine. That was all. You literally cut me off to stop me from saying the end of my sentence. Yeah, yeah because you're, you're you're taking his thing. It's, no, his, I'm not. it's his thing. No, let I'm him not. introduce it. <laughs> no, I'm not. This has gone on way too long. Play, go ahead. The Cole's notes. You didn't Cole's know mine. Okay. Oh. This proposal is about containment failure, which somehow became the thing I write about a lot since my 7,000 article was also about containment failures. But this article is about a pervasive anomalous phenomenon affecting the entirety of the SCP Foundation that manifests as the failure to contain or maintain containment of anomalous entities. So what does that mean? So basically out of universe, when you're writing on the SCP wiki, you have a little rating module at the top of the page. And <laughs> I could go up if it's good, and that will go down if it's not so well written. Oh yeah, that's a one-to-one uh, -one relationship, sure. Yeah, that's exactly how that works, too. If your article gets to negative 10, it can be deleted, and then on top of that, you can also self-delete your own articles. So starting out, I had written around five articles before I'd say I got my stride, and all those articles are now deleted because I didn't think they represented me well, they didn't do well rating-wise, and I just didn't want to have that on there because I know when I first joined, I was starting from the beginning of an author's journey and was going up and I did not want someone's first five impressions of me to be those pieces of writing so that was the reason I deleted them and then I was just thinking about these deleted ideas and I hate wasting an idea I have a bunch of um articles that never get finished that I try to toss into um my articles if you've read 7001 there's about yeah. 718 there's a part of it where um, a few agents get trapped and they, they're stuck listening to the first few seconds of I Have the Tiger or something along. Oh no, it was the last few minutes of Hey Jude where they're just repeating Hey Jude. Uh, that's right. So, so that was a JamCon article I had written and deleted. And then in one oh, of my it was shit too. Posts, shit. Yeah. <laughs> in one of my shit posts that I posted recently called Chat SCP. Um, there is a part of that where somebody needs a document generated for them about this cowboy that's made out of spaghetti. <laughs> the spaghetti cowboy article, which the guy's name was Spaghetti Jones, was something that I've been wanting to write for a while, but I never got it done. This is probably from August of 2020. I've had this a draft that I just never finished. So using the deleted articles is something I really like to do. And then another thing I like to do is something that I've coined to myself called reverse pataphysics, where you take an element of the outside writing world and you apply it to how the foundation reacts inside. Me and Harry did that with SCP-7525-X about the slot goblin. The frontispiece is similar to that. Um, I think SCP-7003, yeah. which is the three white horses, has a concept called the footnotes in it. Mm -hmm. So I really, I really like that concept. Some of my favorite to read because it's so. There's always a fun way you could spin something in universe to see how the foundation reacts, and that's that's always a fun concept. So these deleted articles weren't deleted in universe; they just broke containment, and they could never be contained. <laughs> so this article is um, my capstone, I'd say. 
for me personally, and I might catch some flack for this, I think everybody should only have one zero zero one, and it should be something you should be okay retiring on. That's just how I always viewed the slot from joining the website, so that's what I wanted this to be for me. And I think I did it pretty well, and it wouldn't have happened without the help of everybody with me throughout the entire process, but I really am very happy with how this turned out, so... I want to let you guys ask me some questions because I could just ramble on and on, but get me on some topics. Well, I was going to say um, that this very much feels like a culmination of the comedic articles you've been writing over the last year mm-hmm. and a half or so. Like, you know, whether it's the all cat boys, you know, uh, and the various articles that uh, that I love so much, uh, <laughs> that everyone loves so much, or, you know, the the one about the, the ghostly miners, you know, um, mm-hmm. or, or um, what, what's his name? The gumball, the uh, Percival? Quincy Harrison. Quincy Harrison, third. that's right. Um, and how, like, ridiculous those get. And then the way that you were able to use these concepts that you didn't feel <clears throat> were executed enough uh, or well enough or whatever. And for whatever reason, you didn't want to continue with them um, and reutilizing those to like, then tell this story that I think in some ways, and you tell me if I'm wrong, but it feels like this is kind of almost autobiographical in a very specific yeah, way. Definitely. In a specific way about your journey as a writer on the wiki and probably outside of the wiki as well. Um, because, like, Paul, you know, your author, Avatar, when he starts off, you know, it's very clearly, you know, kind of a representation of, of the early experience as an author, as somebody who is first getting their ideas and putting them out in front of people and going, I don't know, I don't feel that confident about this. And, and I just think it works so well. Um, not only because a it's really really funny uh genuinely funny uh like almost everything that you've written for that purpose um but it also there's like these moments of like unsettling uh creep factor there's this paragraph which i love so much which is from that first iteration i think it's five seven seven zero um, which is the in-universe uh, designation of this failed concept. During the 1988 investigation, agents attempted a, pacific, a pacifistic route of cordoning off the entrance to the SCP, gathering place, and instituted quarantine orders to city residents. This culminated in a mass of over 100,000 Florentines attacking Foundation personnel in what appeared to be a planned attack. Agents were slaughtered, cannibalized, and their remains were tossed into the nearby Arno River. <laughs> Yeah, um, this this article, I don't even know what I was thinking, <laughs> but I actually wrote it. It was 14,000 words long in its first draft. <laughs> I, I did, if if anyone is interested in the audience, uh, if you check out this article and go to the discussion at the bottom of the page, I did write like an eight or nine paragraph autobiography. Yeah, it's a great On accident. Yeah. Um, just to give some background, but this was FCP-5770 was um, the first ever SCP slot I had taken. And it was my first ever article and it was a it was inspired by Dante's Inferno. So it of course had that classic cliche like religious hook to it. You had a foundation agent um, getting attacked and then leaving the foundation like very and they're an SCP investigation document. You had a D-class going in and dying, then MTF agents, yada, 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 so on and so forth. But, um, 
place in my heart even though it was never near where i wanted it to be i was never able to rewrite it i lost that slot eventually after deleting it um so turning this turning that into something that made my zero zero one proposal kind of made made this much more special for me in that way i bet and then i i while this was still a comedic article that article 5770 was more horror geared so i still wanted to keep elements of that while also keeping the lighthearted tone which is something that I've learned to balance in clinical tone where you have something ridiculous and then once again you think of the implications and you're like, wow, that's kind of disgusting. There's wow, a that's reason, kind of terrifying. There's a reason why every <laughs> victim thing that I have written, I've had two people read it. Sometimes more. Harry and you. Yeah. <laughs> Does this work? Is this a balance of the fucking ridiculous with the with unsettling? Yeah. You did that so well in this 001 too. Oh my god, yeah. You, you brought in most of my favorite things that you've written and one thing that's written by dune uh death knight mm -hmm. death, death knife his his rewrite of of that article i can never remember the name of the original author of death knife um it, it, you used all of these hilarious characters to such hilarious effect because you're not just using the scps that you had deleted or the scps that you deleted you're also mm -hmm. using the ones that survived and so of course this is just a big celebration of all the stuff that you do uh hog slice is in there death yeah. Knight, uh damien is in there and has far and away the best line oh yeah you've ever written in anything <laughs> which was shit him <laughs> <laughs> please tell me i'm not giving you credit for something you got from somebody else no i made that yeah that, that is um, that is so fucking fun <laughs> shit him it's funny um, how I or oh, go ahead, Eric. God, uh, and 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 Quincy, uh, and also uh, Scordo, I believe is, is Scordo in there. The God I don't of... think he is. Um, there's the, the the ocean kraken guy is very inspired by Scordo. Yeah, it's, it's God, a similar vibe. I fucking love Scordo. Yeah, this is it's funny because like I, I did say I came in with a plan, but at the same time, this thing kind of formed itself. Sure. Because I was when I originally wrote this, I was very inspired by Memento Mori. That was like the main thing I was kind of like on a <laughs> structural level focusing on. Because if uh, I I don't know if you saw Gregory, but Harry saw when I was still using tabs. Yeah. No, you so, had gotten rid of that by the time you showed yeah. it to me. So I originally had just the entire document was just. Um, the description and then the five or six tables I had or the five or, five or six tabs of the table that were just the anomalies and then um, it was going to be some sort of description of what happened from my author avatar and that didn't work a because I wasn't fully committing to like the memento more style because while I was taking inspiration, I didn't want it to be an exact copy. I didn't want someone to be like, hey, this is just formatted exactly like memento more because mm -hmm. that would have hurt. And then the other thing was that from a story level, it wasn't working because I'm just tossing a bunch of shit at you and not giving yeah. you a connective through line. So the next thing is where I took it was, got a lot of criticism on SCP-7001 about my overseer characters, which they were all correct, even though I didn't want to see it at the time. <laughs> They're indistinguishable. You can't tell them apart. They're not fun to read. So my next idea was turning this into a SCP-001 dissertation, like a doctoral dissertation. Yes. So that was my next idea, and that's where this really started to coalesce. And that, I think, kind of led to 
it becoming an analog for my self as a writer. Like, another thing that kind of just happened was the 10 minutes late sequence, so not a spoiler, but if you read at the beginning, it starts with my author avatar being 10 minutes late to his <laughs> presentation. That was just something I wrote because I wanted to have, like, a cover page with the title on it, so I needed an excuse to have that. Mm -hmm. And then that turned into the ending, which I really, really loved um, in this piece because of how everything kind of connected together it was a nice twist once again no spoilers please read it but yeah Absolutely it all kind of came it. together on accident in a way and through the help of my friends Harry rounder i got like you gregory i got like 20 people to look at this <coughs> yeah it coalesced really really well and i could not be happier with it if i deleted my account and left the site forever tomorrow i'd be happy this was the last thing i posted um and i don't know how i'm gonna top it <laughs> I mean, it is honestly so good. It's, it's always rough when you do something kind of, I don't know, milestoney. You know, like I, you know, for a long time after we did sixty eight hundred, <laughs> I was like, well, what the fuck? Yep. Yeah, I was now, talking to Rounder about it. I was like, what do you do after Memento More? And he was like, it took me months, man. And I remember it too. But yep. I, um, I, I feel like we're gearing down. So I wanted to point out that I am still upset that the snails is not their own article i know i think it's an incredible idea both yeah. from a, an aspect of it's ridiculous it's absurd the concept but like the one where it's like different stars ha hanging out in a mm -hmm. nightclub like that you could do something like really poignant with this absurd thing about snails having a race every year yeah i love so it the original so idea for that i'll give i promise some trivia so i will give a few I bits want trivia. trivia so the original idea for that snails article was me being bored in irc i hadn't written anything for a while and so i was like you know what i went on a random word generator <laughs> and popped out five words and one of them was snail one of them was like pyramid and then there were a few other words that i just kind of tossed in the article that became like designation names so that's where that article is kind of birthed from. I was like, that's a funny. snail on the pyramids. And then I think another word was like dimension. So that's where I got like the idea for like them having abilities. Um, let me think, what else do I have? So the, the final article that's about the Kraken, that's the one that's like different from the original source. The original source sucks. It's so bad. <laughs> it is the worst thing I have ever put to writing. It is so absolutely abysmal. It was my only thing that's ever come close to deletion. I think it languished at like plus three for a week or minus three for a week. <coughs> and then I deleted it. I think I almost well, remember you asking if you could find somebody to Photoshop you a Kraken. Was that you? No, it wasn't. It wasn't even about a Kraken. Oh. It was about a guy who just grew tentacles. <laughs> was time traveling. And I don't know why, where do. the idea came from. But it's so good yeah. in the 001. You did such a good job yeah. on it. I just turned it into a Kraken. So, yeah, and then of course, as uh, Gregory pointed out, I have the many styles of humor here. So I tried to take inspiration from um, <coughs> Harry's one article with my author avatar with the mascot guy. Um, oh, God. I love that. That's one of my all caps guys. And then on top of that, that's I have like one of my guy. best articles. And it's because I like how you guys write so much. <laughs> I love them. I love them. I want to be you guys. <laughs> um, I have situational comedy, which is something I love to write. 
which is yeah that's probably my bread and butter there yep or just set up punchline within the clinical tone once you get a hang of that it's the most fun thing to write <laughs> yep and then let me think of some more what else do i got sorry i'm just you? reading this and chuckling to myself gorilla <laughs> <laughs> so marketing gorilla marketing fucking gorilla marketing on for god that probably was probably an hour on a gorilla marketing was an article by me and Rounderhouse. it was our first collab together when i was still a newish author i and, liked it i loved it yeah yeah it was about this business that would sell fucked up items that would turn people into like ape ape like abominations and then it ended with like dr bright as an ape getting the business shut down or something <laughs> still kind of fuzzy in my head because i blacked out both of it <laughs> but for some reason it caused such an extreme reaction like an extreme negative reaction a lot among a lot of the reader base that i had not seen ever that was my first real experience with the like i would call the toxic side of the scp wiki or like not even that. Yeah. Some of the criticisms were valid, but I would say the little more hardcore side of the SCP Wiki kind of came out that day. And it's something that stuck with me and how I approached this site as like, a, at this point, I'm just going to do what I want because I've done so well. And I think that's how a lot of you guys see it as well. Yep. But a yep. lot of the um, incidents that happened in this were kind of inspired by real things. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm not no, gonna go I, saw, I got that immediately. Well. I mean, I got that immediately. people who know, no, and I'm not going to go into what's what because that's negative attention I'm not going to bring up, but definitely right. um, something that went into this piece. So I really, it really did become autobiographical of like what I went through. My author avatar having a meltdown over like not being good enough. That's something I felt. And yeah, once again, probably best thing I've written. Holds a very special place in my heart. I'm I glad mean, I got to talk about it. It's I a think great message. It's it's awesome. It's a terrific article. There's a reason we included this, and you weren't the one to say that we should talk about it. Uh, no, I sacrificed one of my picks when we when when we briefly weren't gonna have plagues in the list. I was like, well, okay, I, no, make it officially on the list. I don't want to temporarily briefly talk about this. I love this <laughs> article. Um, but I will say that I think we have all experienced something where. A more experienced and at the time seemingly more successful author uh, told us this is the way that this works and you can't do this. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, for me, you know, it was continuing narratives. Um, I'm sure Harry got that a lot too. Oh, yeah. Every article needs to stand on its own. So I still endeavor to make every article stand on its own, but. I was told pretty much right from the beginning that doing a series that crossed over between uh, SCPs and Tales was a death sentence. Um, and don't get me wrong, that's not nearly as popular as some of the other stuff I've done, but uh, I think it's been a great success. And, you know, mm -hmm. it, it's also Absolutely. why I was so scared to write comedy for so long, because I saw the reactions to people had to comedy stuff on the wiki. Um, yeah, I would tell Harry for months, I just can't write comedy it's not gonna happen and now most of the stuff i write is comedy <laughs> um or just like but, deep dark horror i i kind of pivot between the two you find your voice you find what you're good at you find what you like you get comfortable with yourself you get the friends who are also comfortable with you and you work together to write stuff which is right. the message in your double what's one, so which, fucking hilarious so about it is yeah. that we have all had that experience maybe not as extreme as Glorilla Marketing had, but where, you know, the, you know, the 
finger on the pulse of, of the community has said, no, you can't do that. And then we ultimately were like, mm, and then we believed it at the time and either kind of, you know, oh, this sucks. Uh, and eventually got to the point where like, well, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Uh, and yeah, then and found real success, you know? Yeah, me and Rather talk about it all the time, but we always say to each other, I bet if we posted this today, people would not say a word. No, they yeah, wouldn't. And that's just... Yeah. Goes to show the work that's been put in over the last few years. Well, I also think that, like, authors. weirdly enough, despite <laughs> the fact that I think uh, Rounder had done some comedic stuff by that point, uh, it's not what people expected from him. No, and and they reacted harshly to this, like, very absurd idea because comedy needed to be either a joke article or, you know, clever, you know, wordy type stuff. Um, and even that was pretty hard to pull off. And now I feel like people are much more willing, even just a couple years later, to just accept absurdity. Um, which is funny that yeah. that wasn't accepted already when fifthism was a thing, which used absurdity for horror. Like, they're just yeah. the other side of the coin. This shouldn't have been controversial. Yeah, I was about to say exactly that. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. But and I, I guess think... I would say the the style of comedy that they wrote... And the style of comedy that's prevalent nowadays is much different in a way, just because you could tell the old style from the new, where the old style still has, I would say the new style is much more, like, is focused on a lot more on character and dialogue-based humor, whereas in some other, like, some circumstances that are different are, like, Dr. Spankow. But a lot of Dave Fool's humor comes from the situation that the foundation is analyzing through the scientific document. Whereas, yeah. like I said, our, I would say my style of comedy, some of Harry's, some of Gregory's, and so, and definitely some of Dune's is like humor that is around the character of the foundation or the reactions of the foundation to a ridiculous event. I like splitting the difference. Yeah. <laughs> I like doing things that are utterly ridiculous, and then There's including space for both. Yeah, but but I mean that's what's so great is that because the acceptance of character based and dialogue based um, character work, both for serious reasons and for comedic reasons, is so much more accepted on the wiki now. Um, you can do something like what Davey Fool would do, and then you can have a scene where someone is reacting to it and have a, just so much fun with it. Yeah, and it's, it's because we didn't let go of yeah. that stuff that we liked so much. Like we read yep. Moon Champion and shit, and went, "This is really funny. I want more." There should of be this. more of and this. We, yeah, and we just kept doing it for the entirety of series six and seven until yeah. the entire world just bent to the acceptance of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but also like on a similar note, this 001 proposal has your author avatar being kind of unsure and yeah. kind of uncertain in, in what he's doing and doubting himself and starting out not quite. Um, confident in what he's got and ends up achieving something and this is in your 001 proposal which succeeded wildly because you've got this yeah. autobiographical thing about having had troubles in the past and it is a triumph because you have overcome those things because you're an awesome author so good job I on couldn't that. be happier on how this turned out for real it's um, great I just want to say that the end of the dialogue box for SCP-4639 is one of the funniest things you've ever written. What's that? Oh, yeah. Then you are a cat, and then the following line. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, it's one. such an obvious joke, but it is so not <laughs> what I expect funny. in this conversation that every time I read it, I, it's why I was sitting here chuckling while you were talking, because I looked at that line again and went... <laughs> so... Oh, it's just, just a little asshole. Around. 
Uh, it's something apparently I've, I've grown to be good at writing. Yes, yeah, your dialogue is, is really, really good. And I really have always really appreciated that you, you know, and maybe it comes from the same space that led you to delete things earlier on, but you are, and it's not a sense of perfectionism, you're always looking to try and make something the best it can be because I remember reading your revisions of the gumball or, you know, and you having yes. to crit it because I, you had a great idea to begin with and it was a good article and you were like, I feel like it could be something more. And it and fucking is. It's, you know, and so is the miners. I remember you bringing me several renditions of that. And, you know, I, yeah. I left, I left a comment on this that, you know, you didn't respond to, but that's fine. Whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, it's responding to Harry's. It's okay. Oh, um, okay. Um, but just the point that I think that the thing that you do, I mean, it's not about the quality of your writing, which is really good. But something I really admire about the way that you had tackle writing is that you, A, really listen to crit and B, are capable of giving yourself crit. You know, in ways that is really productive, that you go back and you go, this could be more. Um, and then you transform it. You know, you almost always show me a draft that's good. That's like, this is postable. This is good. Maybe it's missing something, but it's 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 solid. And then you go, uh, you know, uh, enough people have said it's maybe missing something. I should give it. And then you come up with something that I then go, what the fuck? This is so funny or so well done. So. Yeah, this really came together because this came together solely due to crit, I'd say. Like, I had the good ideas. It's just Irby definitely helped me. Harry gave me the ending. Your Krikagori got me through a lot around their house. Really did help me out a lot with this. So having the like someone to depend on is definitely sure. But aspiring I, authors out there, I, something that's needed to execute at a higher level. Yeah, I, I, that's. I want to give you the course. credit for like being able to take crit and then transform it into something sublimely better than it was before because that's hard. Yeah, I definitely think that's one of my that's one of my like major skills with this. Your ability to revision to is fucking dope and I'm kind of jealous of it. <laughs> Cuz I revision and fine tune, you oftentimes it's the same article, but it, it is on a whole different level when you end up posting it. Or even when you go back to revise it later on, you know, I, it's just I, I'm very impressed by that. So. Absolutely, thank you, thank you. Anyway, okay, I don't want to cut off because I'm I'm so glad that we've talked about both of your articles, but we are kind of getting in the weeds here. So let's 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 move on. Okay, let's move on. Unless you want to say well, anything how, else. How weedy are we? How uh, weedy are we? Uh, just thank you. We have actually just done support. two each. Yeah, we're about two hours, so we could potentially cut off these last two and talk about them next time. Um, though I feel bad because we didn't talk about any of Captain Kirby's stuff from nobody. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, that's true. Um, this isn't too hard to talk about. We could. Yeah, do let's that. let's talk let's about O five thirteen and, and we'll... also yeah, I want to quickly just uh, thank you so much for reminding me of that. Didn't name drop Kirby hardly at all when we were talking about right. the uh, the man in the white suit team. That was a team where all of the authors are superstars. Kirby is fantastic um, and is one of the few authors who was fantastic in 2018 and is still fantastic. Yes. Captain Kirby, the author who, like last month, wrote a tale that is at 300 and something oh my now. God, yeah. <laughs> Kirby is terrific and his, his contributions to the man <laughs> are all great. Uh, we brought up, that whole series is great. <laughs> we brought up End of Death earlier and that's that's his baby. 
Yes, and we're going to we're, we are definitely going to talk about end of death when we talk about sure. cans. We'll definitely talk about that with Kirby, so that'll be great. But we also have a, uh, an idea for an episode that should be out soon that will involve Kirby. That's not end of death. That I think is pretty yeah. pretty brilliant. Kirby pitched a really great idea that we're hoping to work on. So okay. that'll be good. So yeah, and so we're going to talk about Kirby's proposal, which was one of Blake's picks. So when we talked about the man, the white suit, we did list off everyone that was involved in the team. Um, yeah. But we we immediately start talking about two of Tufto's. That's not to say that we didn't like Kirby's. Kirby's, which uh, was actually the first article that was released in that series, which was um, that is not my name, right? Uh, Hello, my name isn't. I believe. Hello, my name isn't. I, I almost which is a great, great title. It's a great title. Uh, like like all of the nobody titles, honestly. There's a lot of excellent nobody puns out there. Yes. Um, Including our episode title last time. I'm very fond of that. Yes. Um, but yeah, Captain Kirby deserves as much credit as Tuftown Rounder for, for that team. So Absolutely. Anyway, uh, so Plague, you picked Captain Kirby's proposal, which is 0513, which is... I kind of want to do the setup on this and then leave oh. it uh, because the twist is... Like, it's a mystery, yeah. Yeah, it's a mystery. mystery I'm not going to go super in-depth. Yeah, the idea... The idea is, is that there's an entity that's on the O5 Council uh, who is anomalous called O513. Uh, but the foundation is unclear on what the anomaly is. And so they don't want to k- clue in this O5, this overseer, that they think that he's anomalous. So they're not going to, they're going to keep investigating him, but around his attention. And so this whole article is digging into A, there used to be a different O5 Council that are all gone. There used to be a different Site 01 that is completely vaporized. They eventually find the wreckage of it. And the only person who seems to have survived out of that group of overseers is 0513. So he must be anomalous. Um, the purpose on his council, which is at 0513 special connection to the anomalous, gives him a perspective no other council member could begin to fathom. While normalcy con- confirmation meetings require 11 members for quorum, no meeting is allowed to proceed without 05's attendance. So that tells the current O5s there is something crazy important about him. But they can't. Which is funny because it always plays into the use of O513 as the tiebreaker in right. votes, which we use in 6500. Yep, sure did. Because I think I'm pretty sure you're O513. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you are. You're the mediator. Um, yeah. And. You know, the GOC, the Manicharital Formation, the uh, Marshall Carter and Dark, the UIU, they all have a different idea about who this O5 is, which is something we kind of stole for O50, but it's not utilized the same way here. Um, yeah. And they're doing all these different tests without his knowledge. They're trying to figure out his history. They're going back and trying to find old archives. Um, and it's just a mystery in a very straightforward fashion. Each collapsible is a new uh, kind of branch of this investigation, um, culminating in, you know, uh, a revelation that is <laughs> so un- just genuinely like once you get it and you look back at it you realize oh of course they've been telling me this whole time that's what's going on but it's it's the first time i read it i was genuinely like what the fuck's up with this guy what is it <laughs> uh and it's so it's such a nice forehead slapping sort of revelation yeah. like, oh my god i should have seen this coming uh, so um yeah without giving away any of the like finer details along that way um why did you like why does this one stand out for you like 
I think the story of this is probably it's so tightly written. Yeah. Like like Kirby, I could say so much. You guys already know. Kirby's a great author. Did you know this was written within like his first year on the site? That's that makes great. sense yeah. because yeah. it feels less <coughs> uh, experimental than some of the stuff he did later. Mm. But that's not an insult by any means. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's a murder. Like, this, not a murder mystery, but yeah, it's a murder mystery. Yeah, <laughs> this was written on his like his thir- first year on the site. Like this is one of like thirty articles this first year. But like he came out swinging, filled it with the zero zero one. I'd say it's what? up there with one of some of my favorites. What was his five thousand entry? Um. It wasn't the Wanderlust. No. I forget, but he came in like fourth or fifth place. Was he murder in containment? No, that was Peaceful. Oh, that's right. Okay. Anyway, um, sorry. Yeah, that feels like it. Yeah, this is really, really good story. And I will say, this is one of the <coughs> excuse me earliest examples I found of like the O5 Council being written in a more casual-ish manner. Mm-hmm. Where they talk like actual real people. Yes. Which is something that's apparently controversial. But, this, like, the dialogue is well written, and for, like, a grounded um, O5 council, where they're all pretty human, they're written in a way where you can tell them all apart, which is very hard to do, as I've already explained. Yeah. And, yeah, I really, really love this one. And it's it's not a long read. I would definitely check this no, out if you have. And it's, it's pretty high. It's up there. I would assume a lot of people have read this one. Yeah, I reread this on my lunch break today. Yeah. Very quick. Yeah. Um, uh, I think why this one is an 001 for me and why it matters, why we should talk about it, um, other than the fact it's just a great story, um, but that added layer to me of why this makes sense as an 001 is this is one of the earlier ones that I read that had a believable characterization of the 05s, like you just said. Um, it frames yeah. it frames even earlier than uh, having read Resurrection, which also does a lot of good work with uh, the O5s. It, I know people have very mixed feelings on Resurrection, but I think that's something that uh, Resurrection does well. Um, the O5s for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, this one does in this much more grounded, believable way that there are these 12 people, other than the one that they're trying to investigate, that are just really confused about what happened before and are trying to figure it out and are fairly frustrated by this event. Um, in a very believable way, they don't just like immediately lose their mind and start shooting each other or anything. It's this very believable bureaucratic frustration at a mystery that is seemingly unsolvable. Um, and the way that these work to present the O5s not as some shadow cabal uh, but as people that are in positions of power uh, in a believable way is really really effective I'm sure it's not the first time that we saw this but like you said it's the first time that I remember reading the O5s that didn't sound like somebody like either from Shakespeare or some weird like stilted you know uh, immortal businessman or something this was just these are just people they're people that clearly are have a lot of authority and a lot of know-how, uh, but they are just people that are having conferences. The idea that they needed to maintain quorum, it just all feels very grounded, uh, yeah. as much as something like this could be grounded. <laughs> yeah, I I really enjoy that. Uh, I enjoy the progression of the mystery, particularly mm-hmm. the way that it's dribbled out. And, it's really based uh, well. 
Yeah, and you start to have suspicions, and it, it nurtures the suspicions very effectively. The dialogue is all excellent. The people are very real. Um, and like you said, it, there's not crazy heightened tone, and there's not ridiculous over-the-top dialogue. There's a bunch of people who are getting pissed off at each other, and they all have, like you were saying, like, uh, characterizing them individually is also important, and the O5s that he brings up in this story all do have actually fleshed-out differences between them, um, which is something that people don't often do <laughs> especially not in an early article uh, i will say that the uh most of the tension between these characters is pretty subtle until yes. the point where it gets heightened and there's like a an argument that breaks down the conversation because most of this article is a dialogue uh, or a big portion of it anyway um, yes. and that is probably the most believable disagreement i've read um in this kind of setting, you know, it's just it's just people that are like frustrated the situation and like crack something and misunderstand. Somebody says something rude. You know, it's just this really believable situation where you go like, I totally get it. That guy was being an asshole. But also, I'm pretty sure somebody would at some point say something really rude because of just how frustrating this whole situation. Yeah, is. they're just getting pissed off and scared. And, yeah. just like, and they've been hanging out because these people are an echo chamber and they're stuck with each other all this time, right? So they're also getting just really too aware of, of each other's personalities over time too. And just, it's all handled very, very well. Yeah. And I mean, I think, like I said, why it's important, um, like a lot of these other articles, the thing that really sets OO1s apart for me even when they're not in grand in scope. And this one actually isn't that grand in scope, even though it seems at first to be talking about something crazy mysterious, um, because it's a really small story in a lot of ways, is that reframing of established site lore. In yes. this case, it's more of a conceptual site lore about in the forms of the O5s and the administrator. Um, but it works so much better than a lot of the really famous things that deal with you know like cactus's stuff which is good um and, and other things that deal with like the you know kind of mythical o5s like resurrection does that a little bit still a little more grounded but this is just just like we we've said i mean we're just repeating it ad nauseum now but the, it's just this incredibly believable group of people in this semi-mythical position in the foundation which is uh, it's it's just really great it also uh references the concept of 001s being like specific projects that are designated as right. 001 opening up the possibility of more than one of them being true which is hinted at in in the 001 page itself but isn't often mentioned by people usually it's this is the one that's real this is the one that's real and this one talks about it as more a high priority thing that <laughs> right. they're really concerned about right now which a lot of authors think of as the way that it's, it's treated in the universe it's that's how i think of it so yeah yeah i definitely think of them as these are all uh, my the way i genuinely think about it is that these are all like really important and and very real they, none of these are engineered to just be yeah. a smoke screen and that honestly there is now just one real oh yeah. one but anyway okay we've got a bunch of emails um so what we'll do is we'll we'll save the last one we were going to talk about for the next episode uh but it is also one of my favorites uh but let's, let's, well. let's get because we got like six emails look at all the fucking emails uh -huh. um so i'm gonna read this first one uh this is jt 
J. Why do I always have such trouble? J. T. K. K. C. I don't know why I say it wrong. I do it too. I don't understand it. J. T. K. C. Hi there, some people. Always happy when there's a new episode, and I look forward to them each time. Gregory says you guys are recording a new one because I'm the only one that does an APR. Anyway. Wow. Well, true. Anyway, OO1s. Regardless of the approach, it's always so exciting to see a new OO1, especially if it's a pretty big author doing their first one. Gregory proposal when? Probably never. Hmm. Uh, maybe, but probably not. A lot of the proposals can qualify as some of my favorite things on the site, so it's hard to narrow it down. Uh, amen. OO1s also tend to be the author's magnum opus in the wiki, so for most of my favorite entries, you can feel the love oozing out of the worlds. Uh, the ones he's picked uh, is Last Ride of the Day, which we've talked about extensively. I will point out uh, that at the end, he says, God, I really need to read his book. You fucking do! And... He's got three of them, and is working on the fourth, and they're each better than the fucking last. The third one was his best one yet. <laughs> um, so we're gonna. I'm just gonna kind of skip over the discussion of last one of the day because we've talked about, it, but um, it it definitely is a great article. Obviously, the Black Moon by Tanhoney, which Tanhoney is actually an author whose non SDP writing I've read, and I can confirm that Ethereal Space is fucking awesome. I like this. Those... I haven't read it. Uh, I have so many other things to read, but I will get to it eventually. I like this oh oh one for probably more simple reasons than the rest. The Black Moon, which is this big MacGuffin thing on the wiki, uh, to be the actual villains. So I hype for the my new SCP reader brain, a really cool iteration of the administrator and one who tries everything in their power to defeat this universal force and finally defeats it by beating it upside the head with an <laughs> ashtray. <laughs> um, and that's Dan Honey. Yeah. Uh, and then Memo and Karar by Rounder House. Um, this is the one that this is Jade gold. Uh, I thought this was. That's a Monia Ram. This oh, you're Jade. right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is the most recent one. Um, personally, I like my O1s bone out and not bone in. I don't know how the fuck that makes sense. But we'll see where the red tape story goes. <laughs> I think authors like Rounder make me happy. I'm able to experience SCP and you guys too, and makes the modern reading experience so hype. Talks about the cinematic experience of the article, which yeah, that's a big thing in this one and and in Ammonia Ram, they're very cinematic. Yeah, incredibly so. Uh, really, really well described. Um, he gives a few honorable mentions, and almost all, like two out of three are the ones we talked about, uh, and we're gonna cut them down. Uh, so we're gonna get to the question: What do you guys think about the shorter first person recorded, first SCP recorded in universe type OO ones? And do you think a short form OO one could work in the current SCP landscape? What do you guys think? Oh, um, on all right. So the first recorded SCP in universe, I'd say it's one of those things that's been done already, but. Also one of those things that's so broad that you could probably do it maybe 20 times. Mm-hmm. As long as you keep putting a unique spin on it, you can keep doing it because it makes sense. It's the 001 slot. For a short form one, I'd say short form in and of itself is kind of a gimmick if you think about it. Yep. Shorter articles are something you could write for the wiki, but short form in and of itself is a challenge. And to write a good short form article is harder than writing a regular main series article. And writing a short form 001 is hard because that's not what everyone is expecting. And now that it's been done already and that one is so popular, you need to do something that completely turns that on its head and makes me not think of the short form SCP 001 that exists already because that's what you're competing with, sadly. Nobody. 
even if I have am shutting off my brain towards that article, still it's going to pop up. Hey, this doesn't hit as well as what well, is it? Lily's proposal. Lily's proposal. Yeah. Yeah, Lily's proposal. This doesn't hit as well as Lily's proposal. Lily's proposal does this better because using you have to make sure every single word is working well. Zero zero one is a special slot, and like I said, short form is a gimmick. Yeah, like I I actually I've I've read so many stuff by Gears that I Doctor Gears that I think is terrific. Gears is amazing and is one of the tent poles of the community and also a really great guy. Uh, Gears is double one is one of my least favorites. And it is one of those things. It's a here's the very first SCP, and it's written in a different format, which is clever. And the thing is a weird murder monster that's just kind of dumb, like in universe. And that's it. And it's designed to be the first SCP they discovered. It's described very simply, and it's very short. And uh, it doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> yeah, my opinion is split. I would say the first recorded SCP in the universe is. Uh, it's a boring idea. I don't really care because <laughs> we're constantly going way back into history. You know, like, I mean, how many times have I written about the Deva uh, and they they go back before recorded human history. So like, I, I don't care about that. Uh, but uh, I do actually think there should be, a, I don't know about a lot more, but I think people should feel less intimidated to try and make short form work because yeah. uh, hot take. I don't really like Lily's, but I think it's really impressive. Yeah. And I yeah. think, and I think a record counts a short form personally, um, and I think that more people could give it a shot. Um, I would like to see wilder takes. You know, like the idea of writing something that is short that has more implication than it does detail. I think that could totally work. And it can definitely. And I think it's, it's just. And I think people should hard. go harder for it because honestly, we've got too many super long ones then and it's 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 a, a genuine you know well hold on uh, to your... challenge yeah i know i'm not i'm not <laughs> saying long is bad obviously uh yeah i know but i i do think that i would love to see more people try to do something like a record or lily's proposal uh, i would love it well who knows there's always somebody working on a new one mm -hmm. definitely if you think you, if you think you could do it give it a shot i think nico could probably it's a do challenge it. nico definitely could do it I think Very maybe uh, UE could probably do it too, honestly. I think I Nico hope UE writes a zero zero one. Yeah, it'll. Could imagine what it would be. I, I mean, UE's just the greatest unsung yeah. hero of SCP writing. For real, they're both terrific. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, okay, who would like to read Boris's email? Uh, I could take that one. All right. Surprisingly, I never really had much interest in 001s. The first time I tried to read through them while being new to the site and also a child in 2012, I gave up after the sheaf of paper. Which is... Whose is that? Uh, Jonathan Balls. Jonathan Balls, great name. That being said, my favorite is always Spike Brennan's, and I, and I weirdly enjoy the old ones just being short tales for the most part, like the Spiral Path. Spiral Cheers. Path. Spiral Path kicks ass. I think that's is that man's? I think, I think so. Think so? Yeah. Sure Spiral Path is good. It's also also that thing we don't. We I don't. I know we shouldn't be introducing new content here, but the one thing we don't mention is so many of the Double O One proposals are incompatible not only with each other but with almost the entire database yeah. and the setting, which the Spiral Path is. Spiral Path basically goes the whole website's bullshit, <laughs> which is yeah. great. Uh, anyway, so and the trope that we didn't cover because none of the ones we did 
talked about it, but um, not so much <laughs> an origin of the foundation, but an origin of the idea of the anomalous, mm-hmm. which is Spiropath, I think, does a pretty good job. Does. Yeah. I would say that's like an older oh. idea that was used much more. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I think it really It's not really seen one. anymore because I think the culture of the wiki changed where it's like anything could be anomalous and it's mm-hmm. like. The Muppets are se- sentient. Sure. Yeah. God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God you did that. Uh, okay. Uh, Harry, you want to do Quarry's? Yes, Quarry. It's been a while since I last wrote for this, hasn't it? 001 proposals are one of the wiki's most interesting aspects, as few things show more that there is no canon than the existence of multiple vastly different articles on the same slot. My favorite type of 001 proposals are big articles with loads of lore, though obviously the more variety is there in the proposals, the better for everyone. For today, there aren't a lot of questions, just two. For everyone. Which are your personal preferences for 001s? Are they significantly distinct than for regular articles? I'm assuming what that means is, how do you prefer the 001s differ from regular articles? Yeah. I, I mean, that's kind of hard to say because there's so few of them. I, I would say that I don't have a lot of preferences for everyday SCPs other than uh, there are certain tropes I find boring. But um, so I don't really have a lot of like baggage typically. I mean, like, uh, except for like there are certain canons that I'm like, if something's connected to that canon, I'm like, I'm good. Just because that setting doesn't really do it for me. Like, I like the idea of aces and eights, but I don't really want to read a Western. Oh fuck! Aces and eights, double one. But like, I can't apply those preferences to double ones because they're all very unique. Even the ones that have sort of similar starting places are, are doing something in such a unique way from them, each other that it, it's kind of hard yeah. to say. I've always thought of it as a curiosity cabinet where it's mm-hmm. just it's the thing that's full of the really cool stuff that we want to display where everybody put their yeah. A game in. So if you put your yeah. A game in, that's what I care about. The rest of it is just write what you want, what is good in your mind, what you like, and get criticism on it until it's really good and put it out there. And that's yeah. always enough for me. This, uh, this, I'm relatively easy as long as you've been enjoying yourself and you do the <clears throat> job. There's very few of them that I would say are bad. There are a bunch that I think I would say I don't really like, but that I really respect and like admire. Um, and that's not true of most SCPs. Because, <laughs> like you yeah, said, people yeah. are bringing their fucking A game. Yeah, I wouldn't delete anything off the 001 list, and that is not true of any other list of articles on the website. <laughs> I, I delete one thing. No. Oh, shit, fuck, uh, yes. Uh, I, yeah. I would delete the ever-loving bejesus out of that one, but yes, everybody would, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, thank you for reminding me and we'll just leave it at that carry on for myself my personal preference i i like i said i am a bit of a purist the zero zero one like all you guys said my belief is you should have one and it should be your captain but whatever who cares what i think hey harry did you did you catch it the last time when play just slipped in go fuck yourself (laughs) (laughs) technically you have one harry the other ones he's gonna write another one yeah, I know. And I'm excited we'll, we'll for talk it. About like that. three years in the making. But yeah, I've got that, two, two coming and I've got two on the website. <laughs> Carry on. Um, ignoring that part, I I don't like this phrasing, but I think it applies here. Does it feel like an 001? And that is so broad because yeah. you take Davey Fools and you take Rounder Houses and both of them feel like 001s, but they are the complete opposite of SCP article. And yeah. It doesn't come from scale. It doesn't come 
from being long. It comes from the passion you put into it. Yep. Does this have a passion of a zero zero one? Can I tell that you want this to be some of the best writing on the site? And if I could see that, then I think it fits in there. And on the website, on the main list, I do expect good writing, but also I'm a I I'll, I'll post a shit post every so often, and so will a lot of people. So. Yep. That's where you put everything else you want to write. Maybe that's what I should do for an 01 shitpost. <laughs> well, that's actually the second question. For Grigori, since you're the only one in the session oh. to not have your own 001 proposal, have you planned to write one in the future? No. No. He said I mean, I don't have time. a plan to. Uh, like I said, I'm not against it like as some like ideological thing. But I've never had an idea that I thought would work. Well, I do have an idea that would work, but it, I think it would just be dry so I'm not interested in writing it. Um, I might have one in the future. Uh, odds are it'll probably be Victim, just because that's what most of my ideas end up being. <laughs> it'll be a giant middle finger to the concept of uh, an origin story. Probably. Um, I would love that. Oh my I mean, god, I, Wait, you could I, do something so funny with that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't even want to talk about it, because then it's just going to take over my brain. Yeah, um, like I can already, I can kind of already hear it in your diction as yeah. you speak. You're, it's already rolling around in your head now that we've said it out loud. <laughs> but I've already kind of played around with some of the things I would do in a victim. Oh, one fucking with the idea of origin. Like in seven thousand seven, there are snippets in the in the video files that are you know weird old guy speaking on an expedition, finding something that yes. hints at something else. That is me just fucking with people. Um, yeah, I did a behind-the-scenes thing for SCP-6897, which it tells anyone nothing, explains nothing about. Um, but I could probably do that again. Uh, but I don't have a hard plan. I, I, I'm much... It's funny, despite the fact that I'm very type A, it's a rapid-fire sort of type, type A. I get an idea for a thing, and I want that to be accomplished, and I sit down and I get that done. Um... But the and beauty is, though, once you start his brain on something, yeah. he, first he says no, yeah. and then he thinks about it for a while, and then he thinks about what he could do, and then he starts. So you probably just start. Yeah, so like that. a year ago, I said I would never do one. And now <laughs> it's like, well, maybe. maybe. We'll put them down to a maybe. Yeah. 2025, we'll get to a probably. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I'll read Teeth. Uh, oh, ones. Which is the first line. That's Back first again. Line. <clears throat> back again with an episode so soon yes i know we have oftentimes had delays we're, we're terrible podcast hosts i Oof. feel like my ears are being spoiled here really these are amazing to listen to while i draw yeah. and i'm always grateful for more content but i'll get to the point the point is draw us more stuff <laughs> i love teeth art so much these hearts great uh oh once i love them cough cough rounder houses gold and jade proposals have taken over a hyper fixation in my brain save me please save me cough cough thank you for making me read that teeth uh <laughs> love them i say i hope that this episode either delves more into the ones i love keter duty the world's gone beautiful god's blind spot and the placeholder uh, being others that I enjoy the concept of, or tells me at least a little about the ones I've never had time to read myself. Uh, yeah, we were going to talk about Keter Duty, but we'll get back to that. <clears throat> um, the world's gone beautiful. There's not really much to say. You should just go read it. It's pretty short. Uh, yeah, we could read the whole fucking thing. <laughs> <clears throat> and now, with the filler gone, it's time to my obligation to talk about how much I love Rajmata. Rajmata. The rest of this email has been expunged for you and everyone else who listens to Sim Create Safety. 
Anyways, I like the uh, Jade proposal. Yeah. Anyway, I hope you all have a wonderful day and smooth recording as always. Thank you very much. We Thank you. did. Last time it wasn't that smooth. I delayed things by like almost an hour because of technical problems. <laughs> uh, who wants to read Croquettes? We gonna we gonna just do symmetry? Have Plague do it again? Sure. Yeah, I'll do it again. Hello, Croquette. hello, Crocat here. I've, it's always interesting to look back on the 001. Sometimes they feel like snapshots of the writing culture at the time. Yeah. We're talking about that. It's very, very true. Yeah. My friends say that they find a lot of 001 proposals to be underwhelming. If they just feel like normal articles. I suppose of more zero zero I suppose as more zero zero ones are made, they lose that sense of grandeur they used to have in the early days. Or perhaps that sense of grandeur has system, has shifted. When they say a zero zero one feels mid or lacks a sense of impact, it's strange to me. But I do feel their sense of impact, but likely cause I was around for when they were posted. Almost everyone f felt big when they showed up. True. I wasn't able to think of a question for the last episode at the time, but now I have. But back in the very beginning, the GOI hub had placeholder groups meant to inspire others to write articles about them, I assumed. Some of this evolved into actual GOIs. Black Box Labs became the Promethean Labs, Army of the Guardians of the, uh, of the Islamic became Araya, and the Man in Black slash Fu became Nobody. Interestingly, one detail of this proto-nobody was that he had a dog, a large male Doberman. Now my question for you is what stories spring to mind is when you hear what stories spring to mind when you hear nobody has a dog? I'm not gonna tell you because if I ha if I told you I wouldn't write it. The first thing I think of when I hear nobody has a dog is, oh thank god, they'll stop talking about dogs like they're the second coming of Jesus Christ. People are too fucking obsessed with dogs oh these days. My god. I like dogs, but they are not crack cocaine. Cats are, are you though. familiar? Cats are. Cats are better. Oh, Sorry. I like, it's just true. I like dogs. Dogs are nice. Dogs, dogs are great. Cool. I live with two dogs. They're very charming. They like everything. I, but if all day on Facebook, people posting about mm. dogs, like mm. dogs, 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 every nothing. <clears throat> just retweeting everything about dogs, 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 dogs. Anyway. Well, don't spend time on Facebook. Well, luckily, no one has a dog. Nobody has a dog. Nobody has a dog now, so it's awful. I yeah, really, so wait, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell. <laughs> I think I'm gonna tell Ratherhouse that because I assume either he has no idea or it's something that he forgot about that he probably wrote down in a note somewhere that he's going to make it to something and then we'll see what he turns it into Ratterhouse can write about nobody's dog you could work on it together uh do a do an article that's called nobody has a dog and the two of you could do it and then you could start a giant fight with the website <laughs> <laughs> guerrilla marketing too nobody has a dog hey how about the the fact that uh Araya used to have an even more islamophobic name yeah. Take a guess uh, from that statement whether or not we're ever going to do an Orion episode. Absolutely nobody's favorite GOI. <laughs> anyway, I guess the next email. Yeah, your turn. Montague. I was hoping the last one would be from Capulet, but it's from Fish. So, Mac, uh, Montague. <laughs> I, references for. Okay, no, that's a high school level Shakespeare thing. Everybody knows this. Okay, so it's, I'm fine. I bite Montague. my thumb at thee, sir. Do you bite your thumb at me, sir? Montague. I'm of two minds about the 001s. Hey, they say it. On one hand, the articles themselves are great. There's a lot of extremely well-written and truly influential stuff on the 001 page. When day breaks, which is at like 2000 and something. Yeah, Swan's it's a great article. 
it's um, terrific. I think, it, I think it hit the highest rated one recently. Let's just, just, let's just be yes. clear that like we probably wouldn't go over when day breaks because it doesn't need the hype, but it's a fucking dope article. Oh yeah, incredible. One of the best, best written yeah, story. Yeah. One of the best written stories on the stuff. Hundred percent. Yes, and it it needs. Less it, almost it, it has the credit it deserves, but it doesn't also get the credit it deserves. You know what I mean? Yes. Because it's one of those things that's like. At the 096 level of popularity where 096 is probably one of the best written articles on the site from a story writing perspective and then also um what when they were 096 the, is that the shy guy yeah great story you think it's one of the best all time really attached to it one of the best stories from series one. Oh, from series one okay yeah, yeah. In including um, the documents and the incident and all that stuff oh yeah, yeah all that all that all that stuff yeah I can I count that as one article. Yeah, like, yeah, because it is. A, yeah, for it's sure. very popular, and when Daybreaks is very popular, and they don't get the credit they deserve from the active writer base, and I want that to change. I will right, say because everybody's like, "Hey, it's the it's the creepy one with the sun and turns people to goop." Ooh, or it's, it's the, the scary only guy, it's scary monster. Ooh. I mean, it's the only 001 that is on the same level of recognizability as like 096. That's yeah, true. It is. Like I it mean, is rated as 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 though it were a series one article, and it was what was it? Locks five con entry or some insane? Uh, I think it was three K. Started as a three K. Yeah. Was it three K? Even then, that was not long ago enough to be in the yeah. in the two thousands or whatever the hell it's at now. Yeah, it's five thousand hit like two thousand the other day. I saw that put me is into it? a is black. Is it that oh, low? Yeah. I thought five thousand was higher. Than that. Maybe oh. it's higher. Maybe I'm yeah. thinking it hit three thousand. Maybe we're maybe we're all just this is a dying dream we're having. We're all just maybe it is. Clients. No, it hit three thousand. That's what it hit. It hit three thousand recently, and that made me feel so old. <laughs> yeah. Um, on the other hand, the SCP Double One Hub is hub page is kind of a trap for new readers. Yeah, your average fresh-faced newbie is likely to start reading SCPs at the beginning with SCP Double One, and most of those articles require at least some prior experience with the setting. It's not a good place to start your SCP journey. Yeah, and also shout out to the fact that then they'll go to Double O Two and have one of the absolute worst articles on the wiki to read as their first real article, which is great. I literally uh, had that response where I read. You know, all, all right, most of the O ones that were there at the time when I first joined, and then started reading the other early ones and went, What the fuck happened here? Yeah. Like, how it's, the it's... fuck did people follow up on these brilliant, weird, <laughs> crazy things with this piece of shit? Like, I was genuinely upset. <laughs> It's, it's insane. Like, if you read it that way, if you read the 001s, you go, these are so cool. And then you read 002, which is objectively garbage. And then 003 is really good. And it's like, I don't know what's going on with this fucking website. I know. <laughs> on the living room? Is SCP-002 the it's living room? It's the living room. room. Yes, uh, it's all the living room, otherwise known as Portugal has village elders. Um, fucking stupid SCP. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, back to positivity. Continuing the, continuing the email. It's not a good place to start your SCP journey. When it comes to 001 Rex, I'm going to cheat and suggest two pseudo-proposals, oh shit, that were snuck onto the main list as normal SCPs. <laughs> SCP-4380, first and foremost, by Felix Zhu, and SCP-5956, the Rhizno canon by Placeholder McD and some other guy. Normally, I'm really good at remembering oh, all the names, but right now I'm drawing a blank which 001 proposals are real in your personal version of canon well that's fairly easy isn't it the two that are in my personal canon <laughs> yeah. 
and also uh, Pikmin's and also Swans and also like fucking ten other ones. Yeah, all of things really... written by me are canon, and then the other articles that I randomly pick are also canon. Plagues is definitely canon to me for sure. I don't think I've actually yeah, I... directly referenced one in an article, but I, I think you made a reference to frontispiece somewhere. Did I? I feel like you did somewhere. Oh yeah, I think you're right. Um, I when I read a zero zero one, it's like. I don't, I don't, I'm not the type that's like, oh, this one's real, this one's fake. It's like, I will read it, it is fake in that, it is real in that, it is as real as it needs to be in that story, and any time it's referenced in any piece, it's also real in that. Right. I just, I'm also biased because I didn't discover SCP until I was like, you know, uh, almost 34. Hmm. So I was just reading it as fiction, you know, like it didn't have that thing where I was like, oh, is this real? Um, so I, you know. That whole concept of like which is the real 001, uh, I've always kind of thought that was dumb. I've always really liked it, the 001s, for the reasons we've discussed it, that it gives everyone the opportunity to have this milestone. Uh, and it's produced yeah. some of the best fiction on the site. So yeah. I just I mean, see the them as, the as, as these really impressive things. Yeah. I just take the same approach I take to everything else on the website, which is um, I like the ones that are incompatible with other stuff, but the ones. All the ones that are not incompatible with anything, I figure they're canon. I figure everything's canon unless it's impossible for it to be canon. That's how I do things. It's the Crisis on Infinite Earths method. Yeah, I, I don't. I just ignore stuff. Yeah, Gregory's got, Gregory's got the that's too dumb to be canon to my story approach. I, I love so much that we created a canon that deals with the destruction of anomalies because anytime I want, I can just say, yeah, that one was lost in the impasse. <laughs> nope, it's gone. Sorry, killed all the shit we don't like. Oh, are you gonna write about it? Nope. <laughs> it's um, amazing. There are some authors; everything they ever wrote was destroyed in the impasse. It's crazy. so weird. Um, all right, I'm gonna read this last one. Uh, this is from Fish. Hello again. Having read all the O One proposals and enjoying most, I would definitely consider myself an expert on the subject because that's how it works, <laughs> right? <laughs> I think my de facto favorite O One would be either the frontispiece or O Five Thirteen. Good taste. Oh, nice. Um, what would your favorites be? Yeah, I think we established that earlier. Um, did we? Yeah, we sure did. did. Uh, cheers. Uh, so, yeah, I think this is a nice place to wrap it up. Um, not only because we're at the end of the outline, but uh, we, we're definitely going to come back because we, we clearly care a lot about O1s, as almost everyone does in this community. Um, which is funny because I think I'm one of the few authors who's, you know, got a presence on the wiki that's kind of like, I don't know if I'll ever do it. Whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. And uh, when we post this, this episode, the 24-hour countdown to his 001 being post will start. The 24-hour. Yeah, no. Yeah. I work 60 hours a week. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Gloria. anyway. Uh, I'm sure I will at some point. That's what it's called. It's called I Work 60 Oh, hours. wait. What? You're sure you will now? What? Uh, yeah, I'm sure I will consider it. You didn't. You yelled in I'll the middle of my sentence. But, but I thought uh, we got you. Be able to be no, that. I don't. I, I mean, you know, the the most likely off the top of my head is a victim thing. But I feel like I've kind of already touched on the things I would want to do a victim. Oh, what about? Uh, that being said, you know, victim allows for. <laughs> 
my flow of consciousness, so it would work the best. <laughs> uh, and it would piss people off, which makes me so happy every time people get pissed off at Victim. <laughs> yes, this would be a the double one list is a very good place to try to piss people I know, off. That'll, I know. It's like they'll instantly be like, "What the fuck is this?" Shooting fish in a barrel. <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, so uh, if you would like to support the show, uh, you can go to our show page on uh, Spotify, uh, or you can go to either Harry or my Ko-Fi pages. Uh, our wiki, uh, I'm sorry, um, our Minecraft Twitter Minecraft. here is uh, S-I-M-C-R-E-A-T. The email address is at simplycreativepeople at gmail.com. Um, no at at the front, obviously. It's an email. Come on, you know what you're doing. <laughs> Put extra ads in there. It's fine. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, my Twitter is at Gregory Carpin. Uh, mine is at Harry Blank SCP for as long as that fucking website exists and as long as I feel like being on it, which is not long for this world, hopefully. Uh, it's the best way to get in contact with our fans, so I hope it is unfortunately the truth. <laughs> We're all bound to this hellscape we've created. I mean, I hate Elon Musk, but I hope this stupid site sticks around. (laughs) Survives him somehow. Yep. Blake, what do you got? I got Blake Blake PJP on Twitter. You want to see my author page, go to scpwiki.com slash Blake PJP. I got my 001 proposal. It is pinned at the top of my author page if you end up checking that out. Well, these will all be in the description. Also, yeah. So please click open the description of this episode and go through. And and if you've liked this discussion, please either read these articles or you know take a put open them in the tab. Certainly, plagues and Harry's, especially plagues and Harry's and Harry's. Let's give Harry some credit. Yeah, let's just give Harry a little bit of credit. I I, the article I only wrote half of that is now Harry's apparently. (laughs) Well, and Ips, obviously, but you're the one here. Because we don't give enough credit to Ip on Simply Creative People, right? Ridiculous. Just... <laughs> Ip wrote one of my favorite articles, the one about um, Big Bird in Space. Oh my <laughs> what god. What was that? Forget the number. I, I, Big re- Bird I, rem- in space. I remember that one, but I'm. 4189 or something. Ip has had such a fucking impact on this site. It's ridiculous. I mean, he's almost responsible for inspiring sarcasm with that one about the beach the the, me- oh, the beach. Hammer yeah because metaphysician read that one and went oh that's cool so it's like there are people and then his brain started going <laughs> that's, that's incredible collaborative writing it all just gets piled yeah. together into various people's brains and then comes out <coughs> anyway so yeah thanks again plague yeah thank, thank you, you for coming back and uh we... glad to come back on yeah, we'll, we'll do this again in a few months. Like PJP will return in Simply Creative 001's Part 2. Simply Creative 001 Harder. Jub- Jubilee. Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Episode 35. Di- Diamonds are forever. <laughs> Just a James Bond reference for no reason. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Joke at Bye. the end. Bye. <laughs> Joke at the end. Laugh, laugh, Joke laugh. Joke at the end. Ha, 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 ha.